This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, it's ODB. We're getting ready to roll into the episode. We want to thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. Of course, their flagship event is every June in Biloxi. That's scraping the coast. The 21st anniversary show is going to be next year in June 2023. They also have two shows outside of that, including Orange Beach Invasion. That's their next event. That's going down in March in Orange Beach, Alabama at the Wharf. I do believe... The show was starting to fill up, but come on down. It's free to spectate. It's an amazing time. Spend your spring break in Orange Beach, Alabama. Again, you will not be disappointed. That's in conjunction with Keg Media. And lastly, we just passed it for this year. Bayou Showdown is the weekend before Thanksgiving in Slidell, Louisiana. These are all under the CCSP or Custom Car Show Production umbrella. Rest in peace, Greg Miller. Enjoy this episode. Yo, 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 it's our Lifestyle Podcast, OLP for short. We are your mini truck in HQ. We appreciate you checking back in with us every week via OLP. And uh, we can't thank you guys enough. Now, Miggity Mike, the mayor, he is out this week. And uh, I can't blame it all on him. I think it was a busy week on Tuesday for him, or Monday, rather, coming back from the long holiday weekend. And in addition to that, what I ended up doing was um, I spent some time with my son on Tuesday when we typically put together our audio. So uh, it just worked out that we didn't link up this week. But I'm going to try to keep this intro shorter. I always say that, but I am going to try to stick to it. The reason being is we really have a badass in-depth interview that I want to get you guys to. Uh, so we're going to get to that here. Now, this episode, we're basically going to have Steve Butts who is on Instagram, NC Hopsing. So it's NC for negative camera underscore H-O-P-S-I-N-G. If you want to take a look at his Instagram, you know, during the audio or afterwards, we'll, of course, shout that out later as well. So we're going to have Steve on. And again, it's he lent a lot of time to us, kind of an in-depth interview, talking about a lot of the old school stuff. And really, I think you guys will enjoy that. In addition, I am going to try to link up with Brooke from Relaxed Atmosphere Florida. Brooke will share some updates with everyone, and hopefully we can run that audio this week after I wrap my audio. So we do, as of right now, we have a jam-packed agenda. We're looking forward to to getting this content to you guys and um, to all the awesome ladies out there. The episode 317 overview brought to you by our family at Hammered Weekend Wear. You heard that right, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. Uh, hit them up. They did have some great Black Friday sales, so thanks to the team over there for shouting us out. But uh, we would encourage you to go out there and check out what they've got going on. They also have under products, we'll talk more about this probably next week, they have the subscriptions. And what is the subscription? Well, I've said this before, you can actually save money, although the costs of everything has went up. You can save money if you're one of these guys or ladies that are buying these shirts like we are every single run, couple of them at a time. You can do the t-shirt subscription, and you'll get all of those 
automatically sent to you based upon the size that you picked. You can do the shirt, the hoodie, or the banner subscription. So more to come. Maybe we'll link up with the team over there at Hammered Weekend Wear, and we'll talk about that maybe next week more in depth. The last episode recap. So thanks again to Daryl Poe from Extreme Lows for linking us up with Tim Williams. Tim worked at the drop shop where Jody Hall, of course, you know, spearheaded that in company. He was the the owner of the company. They body dropped a lot of stuff. And it might possibly be the closest that we'll get to doing any audio with Jody Hall. I know the the folks over, you know, the good our kinfolk over at Lowest Common Denominator, also known as L C D podcast, they know Jody. Uh, that's a rich history in that region. So certainly you know, if I think if there's ever audio, if Jody ever agrees to it, I'd love to hear it over on lowest common denominator. But when Daryl hit us up and said, yo, I'd like to get Tim on the podcast, you know, we were able to schedule that in, figure out a date, and uh, it worked out really well. We got go- great feedback on that. So if you haven't, go back and listen to 316. And, you know, I don't uh, um, harp on the numbers too much. I just try to say go back and listen to the episode that is uh, titled the, the Drop Shop Connection with Tim Williams. So check that one out. Uh, if you're new here listening, you can just go back after this episode, and I think it'll roll into that episode depending on what app you're using. But last episode recap brought to you by Lone Star Throwdown. You've heard us say this before. The biggest, baddest truck show possibly in the galaxy is Lone Star Throwdown. Short is LST. We're going to be out there in Conroe, Texas. At the time of this recording, we're about 85 days away. The registrations are sold out, but you can come in as a spectator, support the scene, buy a show shirt, buy some merch, and uh, really um, you know, show up and show out February 24th, 25th, 26th. At, uh, it's out there in Conroe. And again, if you're looking for the address and things like that, once you touch down or drive in the town, you can find more on Facebook, of course, with the address. So the general updates, I like to kind of cover just generally what's going on. And I had hinted that HBO had launched, you know, I think the whole conglomerate, I think Warner Brothers, and there was like all these different, uh, you know, media brands that kind of came together and studios and stuff. And now when you go into HBO, you see like all this Warner Brother content and a Christmas story Christmas launched basically I think it was maybe the Wednesday before Thanksgiving week. So they strategically had it out there, kind of knowing people are going to be on vacation. They want to get the hype. You know, they basically want you to subscribe to HBO Max. And we, you know, having that subscription, we were able to watch it and we really enjoyed a Christmas story Christmas. And recently I kind of talked about uh, if you didn't know, of course, 39 years ago, so back in 83, the original came out. Now, about 10 years ago, they actually did a sequel, and I've watched it, and I think most of us agree it just didn't hit the mark. You know, it's one of those sequels that you just kind of cringe. You look at it on IMDb. The sequel that they did, you know, again, 10 years ago, kind of early 2010s-ish, that one just, again, didn't hit the mark, and... um that the ratings reflected on IMDb. This one, rather, you know, Warner Brothers probably realizes, hey, you know, there's a huge franchise. You know, there's a huge cult following of that movie. Many of us love it. It's it was a part of our childhood, 
and they came back and they did like what I refer to as kind of the rear, the a real sequel. And if you have an opportunity to check it out, however you stream stuff, whether it's HBO or you find other methods, uh, I would say certainly check it out. My thing is, it did seem a little bit slow in the beginning, kind of the lead up, and I kind of was like, okay, it's kind of a little slow. So I'm just giving you know keeping it real with you guys, but. It does have a good payoff. I think the end, you know, and, and how it pulls things together, it, it, it really makes a lot of sense. So, we you know, we had a good time watching it. It's one that I would go back and watch. I think the original is, like, one that you just go, yo, man, it's it's an all-time classic. Now, I say that. I don't know if Mike Murray, wherever the hell he's at, I don't know if he's ever seen it. I mean, could you imagine, just for a moment, that Miggity Mike the Mayor possibly – We'd we'd have to get confirmation maybe next week that maybe he's never seen the original. I mean, he may not even understand some of the the uh, you know the the catchphrases like you could shoot your eye out, kid, and things like that. So we'll have to we'll have to ask Mike, and we'll have to get the real story. But uh, it was pretty cool to go down memory lane with that one, and I would certainly encourage people. I would recommend it. I don't leave ratings on IMDb very often, but I did this time, and I think I gave it a, a you know, a solid. I want to say we gave it an eight. I asked my wife, "I go, yo, what would you, what would you rate that?" And she said, "For nostalgia and everything, eight. You know, solid eight. There's a lot of ten ratings on there. I think you know it got people by the nostalgia. So again, it's called a Christmas story, Christmas. So a little play off the original." It's got some of the original actors you can imagine, the mom, the dad, they have, uh, I know the dad had passed away that played in the movie, and then the mom maybe had two as well, but again, check it out, let me know what you guys think. The other general update is, I gotta thank Tim Gilbert, uh, NC Florida, he had, he had hit me up a couple weeks ago and he goes, yo, did you realize... And normally I've got stuff on the radar. Like I'll look at dates like out six weeks or I'll have stuff in my phone that'll be like, yo, do one, two, three on said day. But it kind of escaped me that Michael Jackson Thriller, that album dropped 40 years ago today, the day of this recording on 1130 of 1982. It's crazy if you look at the album, it only has nine tracks on it. But there's, depending on where you look, I mean, it sold... over 70 million albums it sold. Some sources will tell you 100 million worldwide. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's can it's the number two selling album in uh, in the good old US of A. And we'll talk about in the future what number one is. But the the crazy thing is, I think the RIAA, the Recording Institute, blah 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 of America they, I think, have it as like 31 times platinum. So you would think, well, if it sold 70 million, you know, why is it just not 70 times platinum? Because to get platinum, which Mike, I don't know if Mike's going to go platinum with the Gallivant Man. You know, he's got his debut album he's supposedly working on. I'm thinking he might go wood. You know what I mean? And I don't even know how many. That could be like 10. We'd have to get the Airhead Nation behind Mike if, if he ever drops his album. But getting back to Michael Jackson Thriller, it is certified like 31 times uh, platinum, which, again, is just insane. You'll never, ever, ever see numbers like that again. I would have said that 10 years ago. It's just albums don't sell like they used to because we're in the streaming industry. Things are like, how many streams did you have? But when you look at albums like Thriller, there'll never be anything close to that. It was just a different era. It was going out and buying the LPs. 
and, and whatnot. So, and I and and I'm is escaping me right now. There was one of our listeners, and I, I hope that he'll message me. He had given me the cassette tape, and that came through Casey Carruthers at EBGD earlier this year. Uh, I had missed the homie. I think at a show, and then somehow Casey got it. And Casey's like, "Yo, I'm 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 trafficking some contraband across state lines." I go, "Is it the good stuff? You know, is Hank involved?" He goes, "No, it has something to do with music." And I was like, "Oh, damn, okay." And then sure enough, biggity boom, he gives me the contraband at EBGD this past January in the freezing cold, no doubt. And it was the Michael Jackson Thriller cassette. So I added that one to the collection. I had it on vinyl, a rare uh, promotional copy, uh, an original copy on vinyl, and then uh, a, a CD compact disc, which I have is um, was like the 25th, I think, anniversary or something like that. I kind of had a couple extra bonus things I threw on it, but whatever. Just a classic album. And when I when I listen to it and when I think of it, I think of the Billie Jean video. I remember as a child watching the old little square TV at my parents. We were lucky to have cable and just seeing the 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 floor light up and the newspapers kind of flowing by there. And it just was it just was a different era. So again, that's my general updates for this week. Check out a Christmas story Christmas. Uh, speaking of general updates, thank you so much to Joey at Get Decked. We've told you time and time again if you want to put a photo. Uh, of a car or truck on a skate deck, hit up Joey at Get Decked. Go on Instagram and type in Get Decked. You'll see Get underscore Decked VA. That's Joey Dilworth. He's also on Facebook, Dilworth, just how it sounds with one L. Uh, Hit him up if you're a show promoter or maybe you want to do some awards. Maybe you're not using our family Welch at Welch's Chop Shop, you know, the Metal Awards, which we love. And maybe you want to do like maybe a top five or top ten best of. Get with Joey at Get Decked, and he'll get you squared away. We just put in a huge order, and I got to thank those that waited a while for the mini truck and old school logos. Those are going to ship out by the time you guys hear this. And he restocked us, and because of our Black Friday and our Cyber Monday, or we did Cyber Tuesday, we I think we got rid of almost all of them, which I just can't even believe. So those are going to ship out early next week by the time they get here. Miggity Mike, the mayor, and Shannon will ship them out. So, again, huge shout-out to Joey at Get Decked. Next, I'm going to throw this one in there. Hut 1, Hut 2, Hut 3, Hut. Old Dirty Ballard live and uncut. You got it, Matt Middleton. Old Dirty Ballard live and uncut. I haven't done one of these in a while. And we're going to have to pick up a sponsor for the ODB live and uncut. This one's simple. It's the holiday season. And I'm telling you right now, people are scamming at an all-time high. So please, everyone, before you just – I've done this before too. You know, someone follows you. Maybe you just blindly follow them back. You're like, oh, they got some cool shit. Please look at their profile. I'm seeing all sorts of people following these effing scammers, and it freaking frustrates me beyond words, okay? These scammers, lately, what they're doing on Instagram – as you look at it, you look at their bio, it's all caps. Okay, every word in their bio is caps. I don't know what the F they're on, but that's what they do. They message you asking, can I do a cartoon of your car? And it's like, um, we call those renderings here. Okay, a lot of these folks, it's no slight against any nationality. A lot of these guys are scammers overseas. I can tell based upon how they interact. And they, they, they comment. 
you'll see it all the time on, on, on celebrity Instagram accounts and stuff. Like if you look at the comments, you know, all the spam, they just get so much of it. And there's always a guy in all caps, I make a cartoon of your car, or message me. Dude, they're wide open right there in the open. They do it. They'll direct message you. Hey, and what they're trying to do, and I'm sure they're hitting up the dudes and the ladies, and they're trying to say, hey, please, you know, I'll do a cartoon of your car. Send me $25 or $50. I'll do it now, now, now. Uh, PayPal, friends and family. Listen, public service announcement. I've said this before. Most of us, when you pull up to a stoplight and you see someone that's begging for money, if you're feeling good, you might give a little bit. But most of us probably don't just blindly give money to people that we don't even know, on the, for the most part, right? Unless it's something like maybe through GoFundMe or whatever. But if somebody just knocked on your door and said, hey, could you give me 25 bucks? I mean, unless it was Hank Norris, I don't know that I would. Maybe Mike. I eh, Probably not. But, you know, if somebody just knocked on your door, would you just give them money? Why would you just direct message and, and send someone 25 bucks because they've got you hooked into doing a cartoon of your car, okay? What they're doing is if you look at their photos, they're screenshotting everything, okay? You scroll down, they usually get like 30, 40 photos. They kind of keep it a, 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 like at this low number so that helps the algorithm so they can build their account more. They're constantly low numbers. And you scroll to the beginning, the first five look like really shitty artwork. Okay, then from there on out, it's almost all graphic disorder. They've screenshotted everything. It's OLP, it's Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, it's Garage Gear Clothing, it's Mini Truck Scene, it's Scraping the Coast. It's all of these brands, okay? Pass the word on. Tell your kids, tell your husband, tell your wife. Don't just send money to these people, and especially, it's happening in the Lincoln world with parts, okay? And I'll do an episode on that in the future, on my Lincoln podcast, but you know, there's guys that are going, Oh man, I got, you know, do you need any parts for your car? Oh yeah. I need a bumper end for my 64 Lincoln. Oh, I got one. Send me 250 bucks. I'll ship it right now. Send it now, now, now. Oh, friends and friends and family. Boom. They hook you in. And what they do is when it's friends and family, or I don't use Venmo and cash app and all those other ones, but I know like if you send it a certain way, there's no recourse. Okay. That's the way PayPal works. It's like, look, if you're avoiding paying this fee and we're not making money, we're not giving you any recourse on backing out of this thing. It's on you, right? So again, I know some of you guys are probably like, let it go, but I'm telling you, it is frustrating and we report these accounts and Instagram just does not. Facebook, Meta, not a fan of the company, although I do use Instagram. They just do not care. They don't do anything about it. They don't shut them out. A lot of times when you report the account, you have to say, okay, well, who is it impersonating? Well, it's it's not me. It's kind of like, okay, they're impersonating graphic disorder. We love graphic disorder. But then it makes you search, and you can't pick graphic disorder. So then, you know, when they, you sometimes, rarely, you'll get a message, and it's like, we've, we've done a review, and we've found no illegal stuff, you know? It's like, yeah, because they're probably not looking in the DMs to go, yeah, they're scamming the F out of people. So again, my word of wisdom ODB live and I cut. Do not send money to people. Take a look at these profiles. If you see all caps or you scroll down, you're like, man, they got an OLP shirt. Is OLP using cartoon artist for their artwork? No. <laughs> I mean, who would use a, a company that's like cartoon artist or some shit with all caps? It's like, come on, man. They're scamming the hell out of people. And the reason why they keep doing it it's the same reason the, the, the robocallers keep doing it. They're making tens of thousands of dollars a month, and they're not doing anything but ripping people off. So, hut one, hut two, hut three, hut.
Old Dirty Ballard, live and uncut. That's my word of wisdom for you this week. Okay, next, because Biggity Mike the Mayor is out, I'm going to ask you guys. I got one question for you. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. So here's the question. We're keeping it holiday themed. I know you guys are going to be like, damn, another Home Alone. But who wrote Home Alone? Okay, we know it was directed by Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus wrote The Goonies. Okay, he was a young screenwriter. Uh, He goes on 10 years later, give or take, and he directs Home Alone. But who wrote Home Alone? Okay, I'm going to give you that answer. Right, so I know you don't have to think much into it. Who wrote Home Alone? That was John Hughes. Okay, rest in peace, John Hughes. What? So here's the real trivia question: What other popular movies did John Hughes write? Okay, there's four that I can think of, like boom, like boom, like instant classics. We'll talk about those next week, and I'll talk a little bit about some of the Easter eggs that are a part of all of the John Hughes films. So. Most of what he was, in, you know, a part of, you know, there's different Easter eggs throughout them. Some of them are, they're tough ones to kind of find, but um, a lot of his movies took place in or around the Chicagoland area, and that wasn't, you know, one of the things that, that, that he always did. So the question is, what other popular movies did John Hughes write? And of course, John Hughes did write Home Alone. So we'll check with you guys next week on that one. The trivia with... Mike is brought to you by AccuAir. We've told you time and time again, AccuAir is possibly the greatest in the history of air management. So it's the greatest air management in the history of air management. Visit AccuAir.com. The cool thing is they've continued to stair step up with all of their products. So the good thing is if you've got an older setup, kind of like I did, I had the VU4, but you wanted to upgrade it and you want to maybe add the sensors or you want to add the ECU Plus so you can control the air suspension from your phone, yes, Android or iPhone, you can do that. And all of their parts, for the most part, are kind of plug and play. Again, you can stair step up from the older stuff, AccuWear.com. Okay, next we got the scene updates. A couple out there. We had Daryl Poe on recently, and he mentioned working on Nikki, his better half, <laughs> working on the Isuzu. Man, they're killing it. Dude, I wish Daryl lived down here. I'd be like, yo, man, can you teach me? Can you fix to learn me some stuff, man? I love that they're out there doing the damn thing, using the bead roller, uh, tagging Jamie Jordan and, and um, Mittler Brothers and Rose Metal Works. They're just doing the damn thing. So I love seeing it, and uh, I can't wait to see the truck out at a show. A lot of kinfolk was at the Houston Autorama. I didn't really talk about this one. It wasn't really on our radar, but... Eddie Gordy, congratulations, dude, on, on some of the, the, the awards you pulled in. You know, you start talking about all of that stuff that you've done on that truck and without the professional help, so to speak. Dude, I think you're a professional and you're doing all your own stuff. And, and I, dude, I give you a tip of the cap, man. I mean, it is insane. Uh, so much love and, and respect for all that you're doing there with that badass truck. And let's not forget Macy Gray. She's out there. I mean, let's, let's be honest. She's really doing the dang work. So we know that. Rob Rodell was out there as well. He posted a couple of photo dumps, so shout out to Rob and uh, all those that made it. I tell you what, I know Radar and Lonnie and those guys were out there. They were killing it, and uh, God, I wish I lived closer to H-Town. You know what I'm saying? I'd get some H-Town on my cup, then i go over there to the, <laughs> the Houston Autorama and get crazy with Hank Norris. It just didn't work out, but maybe one of these years I'll make it. A, a lot of kinfolk was at Jimmy's Rod and Customs after the Turkey Rod Run, so... 
I, it's another thing. Um, I, I actually fell back a little bit last last week um, in a good way. So Wednesday was kind of slow at work. I was able to do some things I needed to. Thursday, Friday was um, you know Thanksgiving, the day after. You know, we started doing decoration stuff, cleaning, doing some you know rearranging of the shed and everything. So when it came, like I went to bed Friday and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get up. I do the normal routine I generally have, where I drive over do the speedway, then leave peel out of there, go to Jimmy's. And I just woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do more house shit. Like I was getting stuff done. Uh, I was chilling outside, had a cold drink. Everything was good. And I was like, you know what? I just feel like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to fall back. So I, I feel like I did miss out heavily on, um, the Jimmy's run and customs open house. So big juice and you know, you ain't low and all those guys, you know, they're doing the damn thing. Uh, I did touch base with Jimmy, and I said, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it, but I hope you guys have a good open house. And uh, I want to give a huge shout-out. Bryce Shulman, he had posted Miss Amanda's new paint job, and uh, it was a S10 Sonoma. And I want to give credit to jo- our friend Joe Sand. Okay, so Joe is in Tampa. Okay, Joe is on Instagram as custom, K-U-S-T-O-M, rods. So K-U... If I could spell this, K-U-S-T-O-M-R-O-D-S, Custom Rods. So, boom, that's Joe Sand. Joe painted this truck that Bryce posted, okay? So, it's really cool. It has, it kind of has just a badass 90s feel to it. It's a black truck, I think, and it has the graphics like on the lower door over to the bedside, and it just looks badass. So, Bryce Shulman posted it up, and he said, Miss Amanda, new paint job is awesome, and Amanda Rose says, thanks, kiddo. So uh, pretty cool stuff. You know, the Shulmans are always out there supporting events, whether it be in Florida, having people over, giving people rides and crew cut, just doing the damn thing. So tip of the cap to them. But now Bryce. Dude, Bryce is going to be like the future media guy out there, man. Mike and I better watch out because I know he's building up something next. And uh, we're super stoked to always see you guys doing the dang thing. Jeff Kissick. Man, again, I, dude, I, I I kicked myself for not going to Turkey Rod Run, but I you know I had a good weekend with the fam. Uh, he had shared photos of the Geo, <laughs> dare I say, Geo Tracker. This thing is insane. The Never Enough with a crazy engine setup on it, the orange deal that was out there at um, the Turkey Rod Run, as was Shane. Uh, so Shane, that you know, is good friends with Jimmy. He was out there, uh, and I saw uh, Rich. So shout out to Rich. Uh, sorry, I missed you, big homie. Uh, saw you guys out there. Tony sent me a couple photos as well, and uh, it was cool to see everybody out there. So I know I'm I'm not remembering everyone. I know Dallas was out there. I told Dallas I was going to try to make it. I didn't. You know, just so many good people. So th- that was pretty cool. Those are the scene updates for this week. Brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. GarageGearClothing.com offers free, free shipping in the U.S. of A. Hit them up. It definitely comes in. Very handy if you're trying to save a little bit of money, but hook someone up with a gift they really want, whether it's a sport truck, mini truck, full-size, dually, you name it. They even have a muscle car on a shirt, garagegearclothing.com. Let them know by adding to the notes that OLP sent you, Crystal and team. I guarantee they'll take care of you some way, somehow. All right, uh, key show updates. So this weekend, if I remember correctly, we got two shows. We got um, Turkey Drag. And we have Severed in the Southwest. So I wanted to really plug these shows. 
Um, Turkey Drag is on the OLP official digital show calendar. And for some reason, I don't think I added Severed in the Southwest, so I'll do that now. But Turkey Drag, uh, you can find them on Instagram at Turkey Drag and uh, the website turkeydrag.com. Uh, find them out in Texas. And then, of course, again, you have Severed in the Southwest, which is in Arizona. Many of you guys know these two shows. They've been around a very long time. I think Severed in the Southwest is technically one of the longest-running car and truck shows in uh, the state of Arizona. So big shout-out to my Severed fam, Matt Billet fan, Richard Rachi, Joe, all the OGs. Have a good weekend out there. And uh, hopefully it doesn't get too chilly because i tell you what, when we went in 2013 – them temps dropped overnight into the early morning. Into the early morning. Uh, next, we got the podcast update. So, really, all I was going to share is if you're listening to us through a podcast app, please leave a five star rating. It really helps us. In addition, go on our YouTube channel, hit subscribe, watch some of the videos. We're trying to get to four thousand hours watched so we can monetize, and that's so that. YouTube doesn't get all of our money, right? The the few pennies that would come in, it would allow us to monetize. So check us out on YouTube. And if you want to buy some merch, go to ourlifestylepodcast.com. Within a couple weeks, I would say it's going to get down to the point that I'd say mid-December, you're going to want to order if you want to get stuff for Christmas. We got plenty of stuff. Uh, we got maybe a couple skate decks, maybe a couple of aluminum signs, but visit ourlifestylepodcast.com to get the official OLP merch, and remember, we are your mini trucking headquarters. The podcast update is brought to you by Graphics Mafia. If you are a brand and you're looking for stickers, maybe a little bit of design work, hit up Buddy and Ryan. It's Graphics Mafia, G R A P H I X Mafia.com, and let them know that OLP sent you. And lastly, we have the Airhead Nation update. So I'll cover a couple of these, and then we are out potentially to run Brooks Audio. And if not, then we'll jump right into Steve's audio. So first up, we got It's Official. This was Emily Moss and Chad Moss. I know they're out there doing the dang thing with their awesome show. But this one was a new house that they purchased. So we're so happy for you guys. Uh, Congratulations. Let's link up next year and talk more about you guys' show, Laying at the Lake. Lonnie Ford had posted hearing of a loss of Shannon Buzik, B-U-Z-E-K, he brought back a lot of memories, Lonnie said, and he shared a lot of classic photos, and uh, really sad, we, we're still continuing to lose people, whether it be from old age, or sickness, or you know anything, for any reason. Um, I actually today got a phone call from someone that asked me to go do a wellness check on, on um, somebody that I didn't know, and I said, sure, I'll go do it, you know, they're 25 minutes from my house, I'll be happy to, and I was getting ready to leave, and my friend Chris called, Chris Dunn, that owns Lincoln Land, and he says, hey, Jay, don't worry about going. We appreciate you offering or accepting to go, uh, but my friend went ahead and called the fire department. You know, she hasn't talked to her dad in a couple of days, and we're kind of worried, and I- I'm I'm almost thankful I didn't have to go because he was pretty certain she couldn't get a hold of her dad, and um, he texted me a little bit later in the day, and he said, hey, um, the fire department went in and, and he was, he passed away in his house. And I just thought, damn, man, like I, I have a hard time with that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, again, the moral of the story is we're losing a lot of people. We got to be thankful for each day and, uh, you know, to the friends that we've lost, we certainly, it's, it doesn't get easier. Uh, speaking of that, James, uh, Krusenberry, good dude. He posted the other day that it's been seven years since he lost his wife and, uh, her name was Terry. Uh, we've said this in the past. Again, rest in peace. And I know 
Uh, he's just a great guy. Love seeing him at shows. A lot of fun. And um, we're, again, sorry for your loss. I also saw Bob Grant. He mentioned that his little brother Rob had passed away. Rest in peace. I never met him, but uh, certainly uh, they can't be easy around the holidays, that's for sure. And last but not least, I did see our big homie, Brian Nelson. He said, hey, everyone, please pray for my wife and her family. They could really use it right now. Um, I know Donna Gurley. Always love seeing Donna Gurley Nelson at shows. Again, a ball of joy. Great people. Hopefully everything works out to him, uh, to Brian and Donna. You know, we're hoping for the best for you guys. The Airhead Nation updates was brought to you by CNS Metalworks. It's cs-metalworks.com. Uh, you can get out there. You can order some merchandise. You can give Chris a call if you need Universal Air or some AccuAir or you're kind of on the fence about what you need. Uh, Chris has got great customer service. He ordered some parts for me that fell under the umbrella of my Lincoln, and I'm certainly appreciative of, do, of him doing that. But again, cs-metalworks.com, also CS Metalworks on Instagram for more information. With that being said, I tried to keep it shorter. We're going to roll in now. If we link up with Brooke, we'll run that audio. We'll chat with her for a little bit, and if not, then we'll roll into the audio for Steve Butts, NC Hop Scene on Instagram. Thanks so much, Steve. You did great. We appreciate you, all the NC members, everyone that supports us. Thank you guys so much. Stay on the rise, and we'll hit you guys next week, Lord willing, with another episode. We'll keep the streak going possibly for a couple more weeks. We out here. Peace. All right, so Brooke and I were not able to link up this week. Went a little bit long with some other interviews, and we're going to link up and hopefully have that audio next week. Enjoy this interview uh, where I get a chance to sit down with Steve Butts, great guy. And also, I want to thank everyone for the support. This interview is brought to you by the West Coast Influence. If you haven't already added one of these to your collection, go to minitruckfilm.com. You heard that right, minitruckfilm.com. It's the holiday season. These are great stocking stuffers or get it for your significant other. It's a good one to add to your collection. They got the Blu-ray. They got the DVD. It's your choice. Oh, by the way, they do have a custom or they have a couple of custom die casts available. Hit up minitruckfilm.com and pick up a copy today of the West Coast Influence. Yo, so like I said earlier in the podcast, super excited to sit down with Steve Butts, man. Dude, thank you so much. How you doing? Oh, pretty good, Jason. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, no I'm doubt, excited. no <laughs> doubt about it, man. I know it's it's so cool. This um, I guess trip that we go on with the podcast. You know, we meet different people, and then there's good kinfolk like you that you know send some photos, and then next thing you know, we go, "Yo, man, we should have you on or whatnot." And it's like, boom, you know, we make it happen. Right, right. Well, let me ask you this: like, can you, St- Steve Butts, can you give us a little bit of background, you know, for the listeners about yourself, maybe where you grew up, and kind of uh, who you are. Yeah, um, well, again, my name's Steve. I grew up out in uh, San Diego in the East County area, a little known town called Santee, California. And um, I kind of got into mini trucking kind of by accident, really. I was, you know, a typical kid growing up, 12, 11, 12 years old, started getting into cars. I didn't have a, it's funny, my dad, a lot of people have, you know, their fathers are big into cars, Mm -hmm. you know, but my dad wasn't. He was in the Navy and just kind of one of those things. I don't know, I gravitated toward it, you know, typical you know, BMX kid. And then I getting older and I'm like, you know, cars are cool. So I started checking out all the magazines, street rodder, hot rod, the typical, you know, that 
uh, was out there at the time. And uh, I don't know. I just I started drawing cars was big on me. You know, Cartoons Magazine. You probably know what that mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. Um, that was huge back then. And uh, I had a couple friends that were kind of into it, too. And when uh, high school came around, um, that was the time I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to start learning how to work on cars. So I took auto shop class and was fortunate enough to be able to get in for like three full years of auto shop in high school, which is pretty rare. Yes. Um, you know, and um, I met a lot of a lot of people that had a great teacher there and, and uh, learned a lot. And then right at the end, I was I graduated in 87, and right before the se- in my senior year, I had a couple of friends that had uh, a mini truck, and he just slammed. Typical, old, the old like 80s Ford Courier, the little square thing, mm-hmm. had pulled the coils out, flipped the leaf spring, <laughs> rode like ass, just, but it was <laughs> the coolest looking thing I'd ever seen. I'm like, holy crap, that thing is cool. And... What was funny is my first car was a 1966 Nova Chevy Nova two door hardtop. Wow! Um, that I paid five hundred dollars for um, during my sophomore year of high school. I think it was. I barely ran. I barely got it home. <laughs> my dad dropped me off. We picked it up, and he followed me home. Pulled the engine out, rebuilt it in auto shop. I was just a six cylinder. Damn. Um, but it was a cool car. I lowered the front end. You know, cut the coils. Drove it through high school. But then I saw this mini truck, and I'm thinking, that thing is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, that's pretty neat. And then I ended up, somehow I ended up going to a, a Matters Nun meeting, which was one of the big local clubs in that area. Okay. And I, that's where I met Alan Paradise, which you oh, had on your yeah. show not too long ago. Yeah. So he was the president of the club, and you know, and I was like, man, his Isuzu was just super cool. And that really, like, that was probably one of the biggest things. When I saw that truck, I was like, I got to do a mini truck. That thing is badass. You know, the graphics in it, all the Rob Taylor graphics, the, the stance and everything. I'm thinking, man, that looks like fun. And all the people were super cool. And that was just a big draw for me. So I graduated high school, went to work at a dealership. And I mean, within weeks, I was like, sold a Nova, found a Nissan truck that was actually on our used car lot that I was working at. It got a year old. Nissan 720 for $5,000. Wow, dude. You know, I mean, it was a year old. It was an 87. I take that back. It was an 86 Nissan 720. So it was the last year of the body style. I bought it in 87. Oh, so it was that's a year right. Old. Yeah, because yeah. I, I posted yep. a photo that Alan or yes, someone yeah. had shared of it. Yes. Yep. It was us heading up to like a, I think we were heading up to, that, to the Southern California Miniature Council meeting at the time is where we were headed on a, on a little cruise. Yeah, we had stopped off for just a little bite to eat or something like that. And both our trucks are sitting next to each other. But I bought this truck, man, and I two days later, my dad's like, What are you doing? Well, I'm lowering it. What? What are you doing? <laughs> and, you know, I had a set of aluminum lowering blocks. I bought it at, uh, shoot, I think, uh, I can't remember if I got those at Pet Boys or Super Shops. One of those two. <laughs> there you go. Now, def- now that they're, you know, the Super Shops have been defunct for quite a few years. But they, yeah, so lowering blocks. And, you know, no internet at the time. We're trying to figure out how. So I'm like looking underneath. How do I lower this thing? You know, and I heard about torsion bars, you know, and I, I checked around and, and figured it out kind of on my own. I'm like, well, it looks like this is what we do. So got out the wrenches and lowered the front end, you know, down with the torsion bars. Drove it around like that. And uh, my neighbor worked on a lot of Volkswagens and uh, older Mercedes cars. And okay. I said, you know, Mercedes hubcaps at the time were pretty popular. 
the 14 inch wow. hubcaps. Really? And I was like, Hey, you got any of those hubcaps? And he had a car sitting there that had some, he goes, I might have an extra set. And so he finds an extra set, you know, in his junk piles of stuff. He goes, yeah, you want these? I'm like, sure. Got those out. Uh, he had a buffer. I went through and buffed them all out, polished them, snapped them on the truck, you know, and went to my first matters none meeting. Dude, you know? and then, dude those uh, were simpler like, days, weren't they, yeah. Steve? <laughs> oh my God. So simple, you know, and then, you know, and then next thing I know, I'm, I'm getting a, a, you know, painted on logo at Rob Taylor's, you know, paint shop. And, uh, you know, the typical back then blue and pink was popular. So yep. my truck was blue and the blue and pink logo on it kind of just snowballed from there. little by little lower profile tires, make the truck a little lower, you know, and then I'm at super shops and I'm like, those 14 inch wheels look really good, <laughs> you know, and got some aluminum, you know, Eagle 14 inch wheels or, or something like that. Yep. You know, multi-holes, it got a bunch of little small holes in it, mm -hmm. and just completely changed the look of the truck. And then, you know, then back to Rob Taylor's, go get some candy magenta and candy oriental blue stripes painted on it, you know, and, and uh, wings were big at the time, too. And go out, find a Pontiac Firebird wing. <laughs> yeah, and, I remember you know, seeing and that make on your, your truck. Make, yeah, make your own hard tonneau cover out of plywood and some uh, angle iron. Yep. And uh, cover it in a little bit of thin foam and some black vinyl. You pick up at a, you know, upholstery surplus place, and there you go. You got a smooth, flush-fitting tonneau cover. Take off the rear bumper. Wing to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine, and in fact, back then, those little Nissans didn't come with bumpers on them. The 720s, uh, a lot of yeah, them. So mine so didn't even have a bumper on it. Mine was had the factory, you know, just the roll pan in the back, so... Yeah, could you Super imagine getting simple. pulled over the, the officer going, hey, where's your rear bumper? And you're like, yeah. it's a factory yeah. truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it had little rubber, it had little rubber, like, I remember, it had little rubber square rectangles on the on the each corner, like, either right on the edges. And it was just like, that was the black bumpers, you know, little things was weird. But, you know, vinyl interior, five-speed transmission, no air conditioning, you know, no carpet on the yep. floor, it had yep. rubber rubber floor that's the I mean, way my 94 s10 was yeah basic yeah. so i mean super basic and you know eventually i changed that i went and had i found a local interior shop and dropped the truck off and guys spent two days on it and upholstered the seat you know and some nice cloth you know two-tone blue and gray cloth laid some carpet in instead of the rubber floor mats took the vinyl door panels or roll up, you know, manual windows. When's the last right. time you saw manual windows? Anyway? <laughs> right. You know, not put, these days, you know, and made a simple panel on the sides, put, uh, you know, upholstery on them. And, and I ended up having a stereo in there eventually and ended up with like, uh, had a local stereo shop that did a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And they ended up putting, I had four Serwin Vega eights. Oh, wow. Behind the seat. Dude, you had the CDs, had, bro. Yeah, Serwin Vega 8 had uh, uh, the Hyphonics amp, had just a single 200-watt Hyphonics amp, and then had MB Court um, pass, uh, separates with, like, passive crossovers and typical Alpine CD player like everybody had back oh, in yeah. the day. And if you didn't have an Alpine, you know. Right, so the green numbers a, and all that. Yeah, I mean, it had a, so, you know, and the Grant GT steering wheel. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, the huge the three-spoke Grant GT wheel I had on it. You know, yeah, you could even get the billet stuff. hubs and all the little parts you needed right at the local parts. Yeah, store. yeah. So yeah, and you know, and it was a nice truck. Drove that, th drove that thing forever, and you know, it, and at some point, I ended up. I was in management for a year, almost two years, I think. And then it was kind of, it was things were changing, you know. And then I ended up, I met Courtney, 
at that time around 88 i met courtney started hanging out with him and i was like this you know i'm like now this guy you know this guy's my speed you know you know we we just we ended up just hanging out a lot and he i don't know he has that in most people that know him he has that persona that just draws you to him you know and you just you know you want to be around him because he's just so much fun you know and everything and uh uh, if you meet his mom, you know Maggie at all. If you've if you've ever met her mm-hmm. in person or talked to her, you can you see where he gets it from because she's just like him. Yeah, it, to me he's yeah. To, I mean, at least to me, she's just like him, or he was just like it was just like her. Uh, however you want to look at it, but she, he was just such an awesome person to be around. And I ended up switching clubs and ended up joining Class Act, which he was the president of. Right, right. You before know, NC and, started. Yeah, before NC started. So. You know, I did that, and you know, I, I had taught. And here's my here's my Courtney story. You okay. know, and when you know, and we're at his house. You know, it was while he was still living in down in Santee. He didn't live too far from me. We hung out a lot uh, for a couple of years, and he we were over at his house one time, and I was talking about wanting to to take the stripes off my truck and maybe shaving the doors and start doing some stuff to it. He goes, oh yeah, let's do it. I'm like, man, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. I really don't have the money to do it, you know. <laughs> right. You know, don't know how to do stuff, you know. I, you know, I was, you know, I was green at it. I didn't really, you know, I did the mechanical stuff, but I'd never done paint or body work or anything like that. And you know, he'd been already. That's when his truck had already started going, started getting. It was in primer, mm-hmm. and he had uh, has stripped it and stuff like that. And he goes, no, 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 you can, you know, and we can do that and sitting in his driveway i'm sitting there staring at my truck and then he hands me the sander and i'm like nah i just (laughs) i don't know i don't think i'm ready no no come on you know and he just he takes the hand sander out of my hand and then he just turns it on and he just walks front to back down the side of my truck with the sander on the side of my truck (laughs) right across my stride you're like oh shit I'm just looking. I'm going. Shit! Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? He's like he called. Me. Like, he, he was like, dude, "Let's do yeah. it." You know, I think I, at the time I was like 20 years old or something, and you know, he's he's a couple years older than I am. And I was just like, "Dude, seriously!" You're like, and he's, I just, he's, really... la- he's laughing. He's yeah. cracking up. He's just laughing at me, and I'm like, "Dude, you suck." So then he's like, he, he just he walks back over, he hands it to me, looks at me, smile, big old his cordy smile, hands it to me, hands it to Sandra, and he goes, "Okay, there you go." Now you have to do it. I'm like, shit. Yeah. So I spent the rest of the afternoon sanding the whole truck down. And then he busts out a, you know, a, a sprayer with a, a bunch of K200 primer in it. And just we lay a whole thing of primer on the whole truck. I'm like, That's okay. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, my dad was pissed when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> well, o- only yeah, in but, Southern California, like down there, yeah. like true SoCal. Could you meet mm-hmm. like Alan Paradise and be friends oh, with him, yeah. and then boom, you oh, know, yeah. Courtney. Obviously, everybody knows Santee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you know, to, you know, definitely want to talk more about those guys. Mm-hmm. But when you think about like growing up, even before you know, because mm-hmm. you know, you started getting hooked in the trucks, you know, twelve, thirteen mm-hmm. years old. Like, were you into BMX and riding and stuff? Because that that stuff was like to me in the eighties was huge, man. Yeah, BMX was a pretty big part of my younger years for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I think I realized early on, it, you know, I didn't have the skill as much as I thought I did for it. Yep, but yep. as far as like, yeah, I, I got into racing a little bit. You know, it was the typical 
you know, Diamondback was the huge bike back then, you know, Diamondback and Redline. And I really wanted a Diamondback. And I, I, I think when I was 12 or something, I got a Diamondback Silver Street for my, for Christmas, yes. you know, one year. And I absolutely love it. And Harry Leary was like the Diamondback guru back then, you know, and I was just like, yeah, I couldn't, you know, my parents couldn't afford the, his, the bike he had, the pro model, which yep, was all yep. black chrome. And so I got the, I got the Silver Streak, which was the, little lesser entry level model with the chrome and the black rims but it was it was super dialed i was super stoked to have it you know for christmas and i got it when i got it though for christmas i had a cast on my arm from falling out of a tree and wow <laughs> it was just one of those, yeah it was like man that kind of sucks but you gotta wait a few uh, weeks had a lot of fun, you know, I, I drove that th- i rode that thing all over town i, I went to places my mom probably would die if she found out <laughs> I, how, how far i actually rode my bike you know, and I've, I've had a, you know, a friend that used to go ride with me all the time. And he, unfortunately, had he passed away years and years ago. And I'm at a way, way too young age from an unfortunate uh, shooting accident. And, you know, it's, but we used to ride all over the place, man. And we'd see people like uh, Dave Volker, you know, out Damn. on just in the dirt jumps, dirt jump areas, you know, stuff like that. We knew all these hidden places where we could go and just watch people jump, you know. And, you know, it's, you know nowadays, I, I still... I still love watching it because I still wish I could, you know, do that stuff. And I've got a, I got a 26 inch Haro, you know, dirt jumper right now, you know, and I ride here and there, but I don't, I don't do anything. I'm, you know, I'm 53 years old and I'm not 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 looking to try and do that stuff again. You know, if I've been keeping up all these years doing it, then yeah, okay. But you know, I don't, I, I, we go to a local pump track. I take my 13 year old over there and we go ride the pump track and have a little fun and, you know, or we go on bike rides, you know, stuff like that. But just, you know, I, I look at some of those jumps they do now and, and some of the nitro uh, circuits. You know, well, yeah. yeah, that too. And then like just the dirt jump stuff, like the, what they call like the line or whatever, where there's just a whole line of just huge jumps just going. Yep. And, you know, back then it was like one or two jumps, you know, and you just ride back up to the start and you do the one jump again, you know. And right. It was just, it was a lot again a lot simpler time you know and you just made do you know yeah in that area socal you know mm-hmm. us over here you know we were thinking you know we'd look in the magazines and there was all the skate stuff going on and the pal Peralta mm-hmm. stuff but like you said down there i think dave volker i think he lived in san diego he was born yeah, there he, he, and yeah he lived in he actually lived where we did out in like santee or el cajon area or that's Lakeside, awesome. which is the little which is that little east county area um, a lot of us were around, you know, it's, we all lived out there, you know, I mean, I met a lot of people there. I mean, there's a lot of guys at NC that still live down there that I met from the early years that we all hung out before NC, you know, uh, Jason Pang, you know, I know, uh, Brian, uh, Jedra talked about him a little yes, bit. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a, a good friend of mine. I've known him, you know, since around 89, you know, he had a Nissan 720 and we used to roll together all the time. So it just, you know, and then there's a couple other people that, like I said, down there that, that are still down there. And, uh, you know, my truck, in fact, my current, my daily driver was built by Jason. Uh, you know, he, Oh, wow. So I got a two wheel drive, uh, crew cab, GMC silver or Sierra on 35s. And he did all the suspension on it and, you know, and so it's, and it's my daily, you know, fun thing. So that's cool. So we're, we're, 
he and I were connected to the hip for quite a while. We're both we're both uh, part Asian, so you know it's kind of one of those things. You know, and Brian told Brian told that story about uh, I think he said something about Jason's yes. little uh, issue uh, out in Texas or something. I wasn't there for that, but that's kind of how Jason got his his nickname, which is I don't think Brian mentioned, which was Chung Lee. So. <laughs> So I didn't say that, Jason. So right, right. I won't, I won't give away your secret. So <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But, uh, Do you could you, could know. you ever imagine how like when you think about the bike stuff, right? Just to hit on that one more time, mm-hmm. how much has come full circle? Because so many of us were younger. I mean, the seventies guys they like a lot of the Schwins and the big banana seats, mm-hmm. and you know things right. changed late eighties. You know, Mongoose, the mm-hmm. the Moto Mag wheels, right. and then, like you said, Diamondback, yep. all these bike companies, oh. but. Skyway wheels. Yeah, yeah, Skyway mags and stuff. And it just was like, it's crazy that, you know, there there have been collectors for a long time, but the past 10, 15 years, you know, like, you know, all of us got to a certain age. We're like, you know what? I want to have a bike when I was a kid or or now, smart Mm -hmm. enough, the bike companies are are launching the 20, like you said, the 24, 26s, the 29 inch bikes that look, you know, like the old school bikes. And it's just, it's crazy how far it's come full circle. Yeah, I, you know, I've I've seen a lot. I've noticed like um, SE bikes is huge. All the Ripper, yes, um, bikes nowadays. Although they got the big Rippers and the, they're they still got like the old PK Ripper and all that. Man, PK Ripper, I wanted one of those so bad when I was a kid. Yep, you know, but those were high end and uh, yeah. It's I think we have a couple of guys in our clubs that are really big on the vintage BMX collectors. Yes. Um, and they got like a garage full of them hanging there. See, I'm like, holy cow, they got tons of t- cash tied up in those things. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's an addiction. Crazy. It really is. I mean, it's yeah. like you can have I, – I know a couple of guys, it's like they could you, – you could almost have, you know, 10 bikes or a couple right. of cars, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just insane. But I do right. like too. you know, we had Sean from Rad BMX Builds on and – you know, one of the things that he he definitely likes too is is I like how there's been the companies like GT Bikes and stuff like they're launching the 29 inch bikes and stuff, but they're doing it like in the retro kind of like the look and feel because not everybody can spend you know a grip right. to get one yeah. of these old school bikes and I mean a lot of us like you know you get it and you know it's cool for the first day then you're like well mm-hmm. am I really gonna ride it you know. So yeah. then you're like, well, cool. I can put it in my truck, and I can go to a show, and it does look badass. But to me, I think where I think one of the big wins that we've all had is like you know these pro performers. You know, for instance, the 29 inch versions, and some of the prices I've seen have been you know anywhere from 500 to a thousand. You know, depending on the bike. But right. It is kind of crazy. But w- were there other things like in Santee? You know, with car shows and stuff that you felt like mm-hmm. you you were going to at a young age, or did you just kind of see, you know, with the high school connection that you were just like, dude, like maybe you saw that first mini truck and you're like, that's just what I want to do. Yeah, you know, I don't. There wasn't really a whole lot of. I didn't go to a whole lot of. In fact, I don't think I really went to any car shows pre mini truck. Um, I think the the biggest, uh, the most car show type thing I ever did was. I was about 14 or so and, and my friend and I would go ride our bikes on Friday nights and there was an area, um, and Santee's about three times bigger than it used to be. But back then in the early, early mid eighties, around 84, 83, somewhere around there, it was, there was a local, uh, like a hamburger joint, just a mom and pop one that did Friday night cruises. And it was all the local people that came out with their, you know, hot rods, 32 Fords, Mercs, 57 Chevys, and all that stuff. And I was, I was big into 
old cars pre mini truck. I still am. I love old cars. And if I could do one right now, I'd do it in a heartbeat. But yep, yep. you know, now as a kid, I, that's was what I what attracted me. I saw old cars, and like I said, I got Street Rider magazine, Hot Rod magazine, uh, Carcraft magazine. You know, all those. And I even and I still have them to this day. I've got some early '60s, um, like uh, Hot Rod and Rod Custom magazines that the neighbor yes. had stashed away in his in his shed in a box. And I was like, oh, look at these, sweet. And I kept them all these years. You know, and I got these back in the '80s, and they were already 20 years old when I got them. Yep, yep. You know, and I just loved old cars. So that's, I mean, you know, and I think mini trucking. What I like about mini trucking is I think it gave an outlet for. People didn't have a lot of money, you know, younger people to come out and do their thing and, you know, show their personalization and, and show something different to, you know, be different than on the road than everybody else, you know, yep, yep. without having to spend a ton of money. And I, my, my first truck was like that. It did, I didn't spend a ton of money on it. Um, you know, obviously a kid just out of high school, you know, working a, just a basic full-time job. You're not making a ton of money. Of course, gas was 86 cents a gallon back right, then too. Right, but, different. Times. You know, yep. but then again, you're only making you know five dollars an hour or something minimum wage. You know, and uh, it was. I just think it was a great gateway. I think to get into you know car customizing and and a, and a car culture that was at the time was super fun. You know, and really kick back. You know, back then. So yeah, you know, I, I went agree. to some shows. I went to shows with Matters and with Alan. You know, and had a great time. We went to you know, um, and I think uh, my first run was actually Rezo '87. Damn, it was my very first first truck run, and that was that was an amazing. I was just in awe, and I'm like, oh my god, look at all these freaking mini trucks everywhere. You know, and it was just super super cool to see, and it was out at Glen Helen out here, which was. Um, north of us here probably about an hour and a half north of here um of where i'm at i live in temecula now which is about an hour north of where i grew up but mm -hmm. okay um and uh but it was just just amazing to see all these different trucks you know and they were it was funny because they were all the same but they were all different you know what i mean you know because it wasn't a whole lot it was kind of it was weird because you know back then it wasn't a whole lot of choices for wheels you know it was pretty pretty standard so then you see somebody with porsche alloys how the heck do they do that you know <laughs> they redrill their hubs or they found a way to make an adapter for them you know and this is um seeing some of those stuff you know out there just blew my mind and you know that's when it just kind of snowballed from there and just kept going and just kept being into it you know and yeah let me ask you this when you know you said it earlier and it made me think of this you know, when I post like lowered Lincolns, you know, people are like, why do you like, you know, the older, it's not always the older crowd, but generally it is it's like, you know, why do you, you guys ruin these cars and this and, and all this, right? Mm -hmm. But you were talking about earlier when you first saw the mini truck was like the same as me, the same as most of the listeners, I'm sure that listen to this mm -hmm. podcast. They like you saw it and it was just like you were you were hooked right or you rode in right. it and it maybe rode like shit, but you were just like, dude, like yep. this is cool, right? Like, mm -hmm. why do you think? like us as mini truckers or you or me or whoever, like, why do we like the trucks lowered? You know, like, cause some people bring up good points. They're like, man, it's useless. You know, you, you know, you can't put anything in it, this and that, you mm. know, and, and, and these guys with the brand new dualies, right. They're laying them out and you're going, man, these are 80, hundred thousand dollar trucks. Right. Like, but yeah. it's something about the look, I think that's mm -hmm. just what gravitates us to it. Yeah. I, I think a big part of it is that it's so different. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't, even to this day still, you know, I mean, here we are, it's, you know, 40 years later, you know, after, you know, probably the first lower mini truck, and they're still different, you know, as much, even as, as often as it's done, at least in our scene, you know, you see these things on the street, you don't really see them. So when it's laid out, you're like, that's pretty cool. That's totally different. You know, yep, yep. You, I, you see, you know, and I notice it because I'm a car guy, but you know, you see lowered Acuras, lowered Hondas, but do they really attract attention? You know, not really, you know, but you look at a truck and you see a truck low, you know, that's super low with big wheels on it. And more so if it's, a, like you said, if it's a dually or someone's got crazy paint on it and it, you're, you catches your eye and you're like, what is that? You know, why would they, you know, you know, and they might have that. Why would they do that to that truck? Right. Now it's not a truck anymore, but it caught your attention, you know? Yeah. And I and, feel like, yeah, I think, I feel like for a while too, many truckers, you know, we got a lot of hate, like, you know, the trucks are mm-hmm. so low and this, and, you know, we've talked about it and it hinted on this podcast, but I do think it, it, there became a tipping point. You know, we talked about it with uh, Brian Gendro where like the hot rod guys were like, you know, again, not saying that they wouldn't have ever got to that point, but mm-hmm. you started to see the hot rod guys that were like, okay, well, you know what? I could put these shock waves on my stuff, right? Oh, well, it's right. just kind of bolting. Okay, cool. I can go lower. Yeah. And then it was like the bigger wheels, the bigger wheels. And it seemed like the mini truckers, mm-hmm. although I guess some of the sport truck guys would maybe, you know, they would put their say into it and go, well, yeah, you know, Boyd and these guys were driving the wheels bigger and bigger and bigger. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it got to a certain point where many truckers like, well, I'm going to put 20s on a truck that's, right. like, lane rocker, you know? Right. And, it, and it does seem like, you know, a lot of us are gravitated towards it because when you just see that that truck, like you said, that's not manufactured to be on the ground, right. and you, you like the lines of an S10 or a Datsun or a 720, whatever, mm-hmm. then you see it on the ground, it, to me, when it's just flat laid out with a nice set of wheels, mm-hmm. it just gives it a whole different perspective. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's, it's just something about it, you know, and, and you know, again, yeah, I'm, I'm on my, you know, I, I'm probably one of the few people after all these years, I'm only starting on my third, I, I call it a mini truck, but it's not a mini truck. I got I have an OBS, like a 97 OBS I'm working on. Yep. Yep. You know, and here I am building another truck. I hear, you know, I'm 53 <laughs> year old, you know, married for, you know, yeah, I've been married for 24 years, you know, and 13-year-old kid, and here I'm building a mini truck, you know, yeah. technically, yep. you know, you know, I, I'm not going super big wheels or not, you know, and I, what I was kind of, over the years, I kind of almost, I didn't, I wouldn't say called disappointed, but it was kind of a, looking at the scene, I'm like, man, it, like you mentioned just a few minutes ago, $80,000, trucks, putting 10 grand in just getting the suspension done, you know, not to mention then you got wheels, you know, and what some of these guys are putting five, 10 grand in the wheels. I'm like, that is just outrageous money, Yep. you know, to build a truck. Uh, you know, even if you just build a regular, you know, uh, you know, and they're taking brand, they're brand new, you know, Tacomas are, you know, you get a brand new Tacoma was, you know, 30 K or whatever, you know, for an extra cab or crew cab or whatever. I'm like, Dude, that's just out of range, you know? And yep. I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, that a lot of these, that it seems like the the tradition, not necessarily traditional, but a lot of people are realizing and going back to a simpler mini truck scene a little yeah. bit. You know, I notice a lot of the old school stuff kind of coming back. You see a lot of static drops. Yep, yep. On older mini trucks, tilt beds, and then you know, like and I, 
I, I kind of, you know, I'm not a huge, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of it, but the, at first I didn't understand it doing body drops with a, with a static drop, but it makes sense to me when I look at it, you know, doing a body drop with a static, you know, suspension drop because you still get that tucked wheel, but you're not, you don't have anything hanging down super low under the ground. So you have that look of being super hammered without your frame dragging the ground every two feet, you know, like we did back in the day. I mean, I remember driving my Nissan, having that thing just hammered to the ground. And I, I, every five feet, the things, you know, hits a bump or I switch lanes, hit a reflector, right. <laughs> you know, no airbags, no air shocks. We just drove as it is, you know? And, yeah. And things uh, are starting know, so to go back. I think to yeah. the, to the more simpler form and, you yeah. know, it's getting harder to find yeah. like a, yeah. you know, like a, maybe a, an old school 17 inch wheel, you know, mm. that stuff is like gold. Right. There's the different Facebook yeah. groups and, uh, you know, yeah. the clear tail lights and the clear gauge yeah. or the, uh, the white yeah. face gauges and all that stuff. Yeah. It, it is real hot. And I think mm-hmm. some of it has to do with, to your point, uh, I talked to a buddy of mine that's been working on Lincoln's like 40 years, you know, he's in his sixties. I talked to him earlier today and, you know, he's talking about how, you know, he's got like an old, 90s Ford pickup and he just said you know one I can't really afford a new vehicle but he mm-hmm. said number two he's like I just like it because it's very simple it's reliable and it's kind of funny how you know sometimes you you might go man I want a new vehicle I want a new truck I just want to be able to get in and drive and it's like sure you know that will you know for for however long you know that that may be fine mm-hmm. but you know the newer cars are you know, they're, they're harder to diagnose and fix and yeah. things like that. And I know some people mm-hmm. work on those and they can do it easy. But to me, the simplicity is, is a big thing. And yeah. you look at the 88 to 98s. I mean, they're classic, yeah. pretty easy to work yeah. on. You know, sometimes the ACs, mm-hmm. I know on mine, yeah. it was like always the compressor. It was like they would leak in the middle. And I was like, all right, we'll get this new style right. compressor and stuff. But, you know, for the most part, the build mm. aspect of it, like you said, you get yeah. the accessories, you lower them a little bit. But I, mm. I think too, it's the nostalgia for us, you know. Yeah, I, I love the OBS as always have, and I, I finally I was like, you know, I, I started out looking for something like a crew cab or something, and I came across this '97. Like it was like three years ago, I bought this truck. It only had ninety thousand miles on it, or ninety five thousand miles. You know, it was pretty low mileage. It was lowered, had a set of twenty inch mob steels on it already. You know, um, but it wasn't lowered great. It, it rode okay. Um, had crappy turning radius because they had DJN lower arms on it that rubbed the wheels when you turn. You know, uh, it was just it was not done right. But it, it was it was super clean. The interior was is a Mac. It was like brand new interior, was super good shape. So I ended up buying this truck and it, it just had to sat for a couple of years. I haven't done anything to it. And then I finally broke down, and started ordering a bunch of parts for it, and I've. You know, I'm quote unquote doing a budget build on this thing. You know, I'm not paying somebody to do it. I do it all myself. You know, I'm I'm like that handyman. I know just enough of everything to do it all, you know, myself. You know, I've done paint. I've done body work. You know, some of that stuff I've learned from, I learned from Gendro, just working with him, you know, over the years at at different things, just kind of helping him out Uh here and there when he worked, worked with me and Alex at our shop and, you know, and so I can do just about anything. I can weld a bit. You know, I know some basic fabrication. So I I bought an infamous kit. You know, um, uh, got uh, parts through uh, uh, infamous rear kit from uh, J- I got it through Jason at Cam Mods. You know, Jason Pang. And then, okay, got um, it. He got me all. He got me all my uh, AccuAir stuff I needed for it. So I've got AccuAir. So I, I call it a budget. You know, I mean, some of that stuff's a little on the expensive side, which I didn't think I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. But I kept looking at how the AccuAir works. I'm thinking, 
you know, I'm done with the days of having to wonder what height I'm sitting at. Yeah, <laughs> so some creature comfort, like, you, know, you know. You know, I wanted some creature comfort and some reliability and ease of just being like, okay, you know, I know how other stuff works, but I'm, you know, and I could have thrown it in super easy and super cheap, but I'm like, I'll be a little bit nicer with this thing. So, you know, I got some tubular arms for it, and I've been working on it here and there, and I, I was trying to have it done for our 30th anniversary out in uh, Oklahoma f- a few months back, and it just got to the point where I just was way too much work to do and couldn't get it done in time. And um, now I've decided, I'm like, you know what, it's going to stock for a body drop. So I got a oh, wow. I got, a bunch of I got those. I like by, where you're going, though. Yeah, so I got I got $300 worth of two-by-four, you know, material, steel, steel tubing sitting in my yard, you know, waiting to cut the frame up underneath it and stock floor it now, but... See, that's um, cool when cat- you can do that yeah. stuff because, you know, yeah. you can keep it, you can manage those yeah. costs, right, and do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it may take me a little longer, you know, and I, I get my moments where I work on it a bunch and then I get a lot of progress, like the front's bagged and all done and everything. I just, you know, the back, I'm, I've got most of it tacked into place and I got to do some more work to it. But now it's like, well, I'm going to think I'm going to go ahead and buy a drop. So I got to pull the interior out. But yeah, I can, I can manage the cost. You know, I've been, you know, picking up parts for it for like a year and a half before I started on it. So, you know, yeah, it's kind of a nice, if you can do it yourself and you have the ability, you know, or you know somebody that can help you do it, it's definitely worth taking the time because it can definitely save you a ton of money, you know, and spread that cost out over a longer period. It makes it a lot easier to, to do a build like that, but it'll be fun. I got, you know, I've got, I'm going to shave the doors on it. I've got a grant a roll pan waiting to put on the bed. I've got, um, I came across a, a good deal um, of some uh, uh, Cadillac DeVille taillights. I'm going to go old school. Oh, back yeah. And have Cadillac, popular. Cadillac taillights in the back. You know, um, I just got to figure out a you know grill. I really wanted a Phantom, but they're, I can't find the one I want. And they're super expensive when you do. So I don't know if I'll do that. You know, my S10 had a Phantom grill, and I love that thing. But uh, I'd like to do it again. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so, that stuff. I was a just... fun build. I was just going through some of the older magazines the other day, street trucks, old ad, and I thought to myself, you know, if if some of the companies could come back. I know there's a few making the billet grills and stuff, but like the right. Phantom grills and stuff, and I mean right. that stuff is that stuff is is really hot. And we, if um, I'd like to remind the listeners, we're talking with Steve Butts. Uh, go and uh, search NC underscore H O P S I N G Hopsing. And um, you can scroll through some of the photos. We'll share some of them. It's the white OBS, the third door truck, right? Yeah, it's a third door, yeah. On some yeah. Detroit steel wheel. We love them. Emma yeah. and the whole team over there. You know, those things are, are fresh. And uh, I, I dig it, man. You know, I dig kind of the yeah. mindset that you have. And it's funny how even back in the day, things would snowball. And kind of like with you, you're going, well, you know, I'm going to bag it. Okay, what's well, bagged. You know what? I'll throw some vacuum air. I'll lay it out. But yeah. you're going you're gonna to end up what you want with, with what right. you want. And I think yeah. the big thing is a lot of us kind of want maybe something now we're at an age where we can afford a little bit more and we want something maybe uh-huh. th- that, you know, God, it would have been cool to have this back in, you know, 88, 89, 90, oh, yeah. you know, when these trucks came out. So, you know, you're doing it right. But um, let yeah. me ask let me ask you this. The My understanding, and you mentioned it earlier, um, you were in uh-huh. business with Alex Anderson. Rest in peace to Alex. Alex who? Uh-huh. Was that Brand X? And can you tell us a little bit about that? That was Brand X Customs, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think of what year that was. Um, I met Alex oh, around, I think it was 99, 2000, right in there. 
he was in the, he he'd moved to Temecula, was local in Temecula. I don't remember the club he was rolling, but he was rolling with a different club at the time. And we started hanging out a lot. Um, he and I clicked pretty well, you know, him and his, his wife and my wife, you know, got along pretty well. So we, we kind of started hanging out and talking and, um, we do truck, truck stuff together. And uh, he and I ended up going to a lot of shows together. And then somewhere online, I kind of, you know, I don't know, we kind of talked about NC and stuff like that. And he knew Courtney and had talked to Courtney and Courtney said, well, Steve's the rep in that area. Go talk to Steve. And so <laughs> he's like, Hey, Courtney, Courtney told me to tell, I'll talk to you about joining in, you know, about getting in. I'm like, well, you're in as far as I'm concerned, you know, like whatever you want, you know? And yep. I think back then it was a little bit different too. When it came to uh, getting into the club it was a little bit different. And, you know, I got, I got in in 96, um, at Courtney prodding me after Courtney prodding me for about two and a half years of going, just when are you going to get out of that club? When are you going to get out of that club? You know, when are you going to come over to NC? And I'm like, oh, when I'm, when I'm ready, dude, you know, but yep, yep. so, but so that's another one of those stories. He, he bugged me all the time. <laughs> I was in a club. I was in a local club out in this area that uh, called uh, visual perfection. Okay. And they were big in LA and me and another friend of mine, uh, Mike Bowles had started the San Diego chapter and we, uh, had done that for a while and, that was in fact ninety. That was in ninety four when I bought my S ten, and we started that that club and that snowballed. That S ten snowballed into you know Brian bagging the front end of it and then bagging the rear of it like a a month later and another one of those things you know project a little bit at a time. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and I, I met my wife in ninety four at the same time I got the truck, so she was involved in this whole thing. You know, she's been a big part of this this whole mini truck and scene over the years very as well, supportive so. it sounds like especially to be yeah, 24 years congrats oh yeah oh yes well yeah it'll be going on 30 we've been we've been together so and wow. so yeah she's she's been a huge huge um a part of this whole thing and supporter of all my craziness and you know and and last minute trips to vegas for sema and you know going to car shows and stuff like that and holding nc christmas parties are at her house you know, and having 40 people over from California and Arizona, you know, trying <laughs> wow. to cook food for everybody. And, you know, and, and in our house that we'd only lived in for like three weeks, you know, or something. And it was just, you know, we had some crazy times, but it's, it's all been a lot of fun. And, you know, but uh, back, back to Alex, you know, we just, uh, he was doing some stuff. He was, uh, he had his own little thing uh, selling uh, airbag parts. You know, he had all this stuff, uh, was having it all like uh, laser or plasma cut, you know, and uh, he had airbag brackets and all this stuff and shock mounts. And he was going around and, and selling different shops and stuff and all these kind of accounts. And um, I actually had gone to work at, for uh, another f- former NC member that had passed away recently, Kane Morris, who oh, owned yeah. Hack Shack. Yep, yep. Owned Hack Shack. So I went to work for Kane for a little bit. Um, when he had moved Hack Shack um, to out here in California. So I was commuting up up there, and Alex was coming in and was selling parts uh, to him. And, uh, and, in fact, Alex is the one that actually introduced me to King because I hadn't really met King before that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually got introduced then. And then, uh, I don't know, it's just something we, after a while, it wasn't working out, you know, um, there. And Alex, you know, I was kind of didn't really like driving all the way up I was driving an hour and a half and going in traffic and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I really pretty tired of this, you know? And 
uh, Alex and I, he'd, he'd been kind of putting the bug in about, you know, wanting to have a shop and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, you know, that'd be kind of cool, you know? And so we started doing stuff actually out of my garage. Really? Uh, we did it for, for a few months, you know, uh, we built, he, he, he got the clientele. We brought it out, brought the stuff down to my house. We, we plugged the, you know, a 220 welder into the, into my dryer outlet in my garage. Yep. yep. Had a compressor, you know, we had some grinders and we'd go to work, you know, in the evenings we'd work on stuff, you know, on the weekends. And then we were, and he, he showed me, I mean, that guy showed me a lot on how, like how the air systems installed, you know, I knew a little bit, you know, and, but, you know, he was like, he really knew how to just put it together really quick. And he really showed me a lot on that. And so we did that for a while. And then we ended up, uh, we're like, well, do we want to do this? So we ended up finding a shop and we opened the shop together and, and, uh, got us a lift and got us, you know, uh, had a little showroom and, and, uh, and I don't, Brian would probably, probably fill, fill us in on this one because I don't remember what it was, but he was, he ended up, we ended up contracting him and having him come over and he would, uh, do stuff for us. You know, we, if we're, if it was something that was a little bit more involved uh-huh. that Alex and I didn't feel like comfortable, you know, taking on, you know, Brian would come in and do it, you know, like, you know, he did a couple body drops there. Um, and then, you know, some of the other stuff, you know, he had a, and this is when Brian came out with the reverse four link, ah. um, where the whole all four bars were backwards, you know, the, that trend got huge for a while there. And he was, you know, that was, he's like, Oh, check this out. You know, and we started doing that and we did a couple of trucks there. Uh, one of them was, I don't know if you know, it was a cover truck, mini truck and cover truck. Um, Chris calls, uh, built a drag. Yes. Um, yeah. That was what I was going to Yep. Blue and blue and silver flame Tacoma. Built a drag. Uh, I saw that did, at SEMA 03 when I went out there. Yeah. Yeah. We did that truck. Um, ah, okay. there we did the whole rear and that was probably the first time I'd ever messed with doing a, a back half and Brian, this, when he brought that truck to us, he bought that truck already bagged. Uh, Chris did, and it was green, and it was just it was it needed help. It was bad, and Brian told him, like, we can't fix the back of this. You need to cut it off of the back of the cab and just redo the whole back section." You know, so he ended up there's like Art Morrison frame rails or something. You know, you know, and those frame rails were meant for cars with full roll cages in them. They're a thin wall, you know, they flexed a bit, so. Brian put a lot of tubing in that thing to make, you know, to, to stiffen it up and, uh, and did that whole four link and everything in there. And that thing ended up being, uh, you know, Chris did a great job on that truck and really made that thing a nice truck. And I actually, it, um, I actually did all the paint work on the interior on that truck. I smoothed the dash, oh, really? did all the interior panels, um, all those door panels, you know, yeah, that was fun getting all the texture out of the, the dash and door panels and all the uh, interior cab panels were all texture uh, from Toyota. Yeah, so I had to yep. primer them, sand them, primer them, sand them, did a, a clear coat, you know, painted everything in them. Um, and then uh, right after that, he had me repaint the rear frame and everything because we had to do a couple, some repair work and he needed new uh, lower four link bars. He drugged through the original ones. And so we built some new lower bars. I built some new lower bars for him, had them re-chromed. Um, but so it was kind of fun, you know. I got to do some stuff on some of these trucks, you know. And but 
Yeah, and that thing came out. That thing out came out so good because I remember seeing it yeah. with or at SEMA when I had went out there to hang out mm-hmm. with Kool Aid and the the IF guys back in '03. I remember seeing it, and I was even looking at photos the other day because that was one of the trucks that he mm-hmm. had thanked Gendro and a lot of guys, you know, in right. that feature. And yep. uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to Gendro about that one. Yeah, that was uh, that ended up being a really a really nice build. Um, Chris was. The owner of that truck is he's super detail oriented. He actually has a local shop here in uh, Temecula doing uh, stereos. He does a lot of stuff with razors and stuff like that, but he does stereo stuff and he's still into modifying stuff, but he just doesn't do anything with uh, really mini trucks anymore. But um, yeah, he, when I first met Chris, his his other Toyota he had before that was uh, he had a regular the 89 to 95 body style. Mm-hmm. He had a standard cab. It was all shaved camper shell, but the paint was just absolutely, it was a factory, like, well, it looked like the factory, like metallic red, that dark metallic red. Okay. But I don't, I don't think it was the, it had been repainted, but I don't know if they actually used the factory metallic paint, but it was a color almost exactly like it, but it was absolutely gorgeous. And the frame was gloss black and like perfect. And his interior was perfect. I mean, he was just super anal about his truck. You know, the thing was just absolutely perfect. And yeah. And for anyone that wants to know, um, if you, if you're thinking about which truck was it, it was issue 144, December 2003 cover. And uh, like I said, I saw it at SEMA that year, and it was an indoor yeah. photo shoot. I mean, it just came out so nice. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when you look at all the work on it with the you know the rag top and stuff like that, the tag yeah. was built to drag, as uh, right. as he said. But um, yeah, yeah th- that's pretty cool. Now I remember it was funny. I didn't put it together until years later. You know, being on the East Coast, you know, going online, hit these websites and all that. I do remember going on the Brand X custom site. Mm-hmm. And I even remember, like, there was, like, merchandise, it seemed like, you know, shirts and stuff. But mm-hmm. then it yeah. seemed like before I knew these guys' names, you know, we'd be watching the DVDs, right? And we'd see, like, Alex mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. the house parties and all that stuff. And yeah. it was kind of cool because, you know, Low Life Mikey... And, you know, Ernie, rest in peace, and some of these guys, you know, Oliver with Domination, you know, they were showing the lifestyle piece of it, right? And going to show, or, you know, a lot of it was going to shows, but some of it was house parties, hanging out and stuff. And and I remember, it might have been Alex, you know, displaying some of the shirts or something. I used to go, man, Brand X, that's, you know, that's a cool name. And I I do recall, um, now that you say it, with Gendro's name kind of being associated with it, so it makes sense mm-hmm. how you guys had kind of looped him in, and he was kind of doing yeah. some of the work. Yeah, yeah, we ended up having Courtney actually shot a couple of tech articles at the shop um, right before we ended up closing up, and uh, it's unfortunate we didn't last very long. We, I think, it was just kind of a. Uh, it's one of those things we kind of bit off more than we could chew at the beginning, you know. Yep, yep. Um, we just we jumped into it. I mean, we if we would have all managed ourselves better, you know, I think we could have done really really well with it. Uh, we all had the skill we needed to do it. I think we were just too much in a rush. You know, we were, you know, we're I wouldn't younger. say we were young, but we were we were yeah. we were we were younger, but we were still compared to some people. We were old already, so it was kind of like we had families, and we're just like, oh man, maybe we, you know. Jumped into it was too quick. Yeah, but, you don't want to work twenty four hours was, and miss all the family yeah, stuff and all that. Yeah, you know, and our families were involved as much as they could, and you know, they worked their, you know, the wives worked their their full time jobs, and you know, I, you know, at time I didn't have a, a, a kid at the time, but you know, it was still kind of rough on us, and it was like hard to pay bills, and we're just like, you know what, you know, uh, but 
we would have never known if we didn't try it. You know, yes, that's the yep. thing. You know, if, if there's any if there's anything to take away from it is that you have to try sometimes. You know, you just got to do it. You know, you, you'll just never know. You know. And, yeah, and uh, I agree. We had, we had so much fun, and I learned so much. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just it was just one of those times of your life where you just you know you you feel like you live. You know, because you you just did something kind of out of the box that you would have never thought you could actually do. And, you know, yeah, and I'm and I'm thankful so much fun. for all of the shops that did try, right? Like even like mm-hmm. you guys, because yeah, if nobody, if everybody said, "Hey, I just want to work a normal job, get my paycheck, boom, weekend mm-hmm. comes every two weeks, hits my account," that you wouldn't have a lot of shops. Like even <clears> when we had Carrie from IF, you know, he comes, mm-hmm. kind of they come a little bit late '90s and they leave their mark with these stock four body drops and stuff, and you know, he. You know, you kind of said, you know, you get to the point, you get burned out a little bit, you know, all these long hours, you know, constant build, seam of this, seam mm-hmm. of that. You just kind of get to the point where you're like, man, you know, I've done it for five or ten years and, and you know, or right. whatever the length of time is, and you just want to kind of sit back. But, again, for the listeners, I think, like, if you look back at – I've said this before. There's a lot of shops that have come and gone, mm-hmm. but a lot of them have also left their mark, you know, like the truck you were talking about earlier and some of these mm-hmm. others. Like, I think of, like, KRZ Customs, you know. Right. They left a mark on some of the stock four body drop stuff, you know, IF did yeah. as well. And, and, you know, with, especially Gendro, you know, with the chop shop. Yeah. And then, you know, we, um, recently had a guest on talking about the drop shop, you know, Joni Hall and stuff, you know, these guys, you know, they always kind of mentioned, you know, dude, it wasn't easy, but if it wasn't for these shops biting off, you know, maybe sometimes a little more they could chew. Mm-hmm. A lot of these trucks would have never got built is what I'm getting at. Right. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, Courtney Hallowell. You know, you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, you know, meeting him, and obviously, you know, you mm-hmm. had a tight relationship with him, but what's maybe yeah. one good Courtney story that makes maybe always makes you chuckle or uh, one that comes to mind when you think of your friend Courtney Hallowell? Well, I there's probably a lot of about them. The, the, yeah, there's a lot of I mentioned earlier about him taking the standard of my truck. That was <laughs> one of those pretty memorable, you know, kind of old kind of what the fuck moment sorry if i said that but <laughs> yeah it just good. really it really was though you know i mean I, i'm sure i probably said that too um to him but uh, you know that was probably one of the most standout ones yeah <laughs> i remember i remember too being at the house one time and um another uh, former mini trucker that uh, passed away a while back um uh, Bob Flick uh, was okay. a really good friend of everybody from down in San Diego. All the, all the, you know, anybody that's in NC San Diego would know know who he is, you know. And uh, he had a chopped Mazda extra cab, and uh, it was in the club. Um, it was in a club called Choice that was kind of pre NC. A lot of some of those guys were in at the time. I remember seeing there. the logo. Yeah, and he, uh, I just remember being over at Courtney's house one time, and I, somehow Courtney ended up with a paintball gun, and or Bob did, I think it was, it started out with, and Bob shot Courtney with it, like one, just one shot with the paintball gun at, you know, at a decent range, mm-hmm. not too bad, but it left Courtney in pretty bad well. And Courtney was, was, uh, one of those, uh, laughing and pissed <laughs> off at the same time. You know, like, right, what right. the hell, dude? And somehow he wrestled the gun away from Bob and chased him <laughs> with it and just was unloading. Relentless. The thing just relentless. Just unloaded the whole whatever was in it at the time. 
you know, and, and it was just the funniest thing because Bob ended up with like five or ten welts on his back, and it was just, I was laughing, I was just sitting there laughing, going, God, thank God you ran out of paintballs because I, otherwise you'd be shooting me right now. But, you know, it just, Courtney just had that. I don't, you know, he, he never, it was very rare to see him mad, you know, at him, you know, and, at anybody. And uh, he just, I don't know, just uh, something about him, you know. And, oh, yeah, I stole his truck one time, too, his his, his uh, Mazda. Did he know um, or was it? Uh... Yeah, he knew. Well, he, <laughs> he, he gave it to me to drive, but I stole it for a lot longer than I was supposed to have it. Ah, okay. So and it was a time. It was at the time when it was the truck was called uh, Cruising in Technicolor. And it had the full candy graphics on the side. You know, it was lowered and he had a um, he had a Z-Rack. Um, dump that on it. Uh, had the camper shell and everything, and he let me borrow it. I'm like, uh, you know, he was doing something. I can't remember where he was at, and he was doing something. And I said, hey, let me go take it for a drive. He's like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Don't be gone long though, because you know, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, just don't be gone long. Okay, so I'm gone. I ended up being gone for probably two hours, <laughs> and I went and visited. In fact, I think I went and visited Jason Pang up at the high school because Jason went to the same high school as me, but he was a couple years behind me. Uh-huh. And I think I went and visited him at the auto shop. <laughs> so I'm up at the body shop, and I'm like, hey, check it out. I got Courtney's truck, you know? And, you know, I was, like, showing it off, you know? And I get back, and Courtney's like, what the hell were you? I'm like, what? He goes, it's been two hours. He punched me in the arm. <laughs> and he's got this serious look on his face, and I'm thinking, oh, I just ruined our friendship. And he just starts laughing at me. He goes, you're an asshole. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude, you know, and it's just, but he just, I don't know, he, it was hard. I don't, th- I don't think I ever uh, saw him mad, you know, like truly mad. And, uh, you know, I, it's, uh, it's, what's unfortunate is that right before he passed, and I, I think about this, and I, I wasn't as close to him in the last few years as I wish I was previously. You know, mm-hmm. and it really hit me when, in fact, it, it, it was Alex that called me and, you know, and told me that Courtney had passed. So it's kind of, it's, it's, that's, I just thought about that. That's just odd, you know, to think about that, you know, here we lost Alex recently and, and, you know, and Alex and us, we were so close for a long, for several years and, and then, you know, he's the one that called me to tell me that Courtney had passed, you know, and it was just, uh, it was rough, you know, and I just, man, I didn't even know what to do. And then, you know, then I get to call that, you know, Alex passes, you know, you know, this past year. And it's just like, man, what the, it's a punch you know, in the, the gut, isn't it? you know, and it's just, it's just, it's rough, you know, and I'm like, what, what's, what is going on? Well, you know, and, you know, when Ernie passed, you know, and Ernie, I wasn't super close with, you know, Ernie Macias, but we would, you know, we would talk once in a while, you know, message each other, you know, kind of have a little short conversation, nothing, nothing major, or I'd be somewhere and all of a sudden he'd be there. I'm like, Oh, Hey Ernie. And he's like, Hey, what's up? You know, and it was just one of those things you know, that, you know, just seeing all these, these iconic people, you know, that, um, is just, you know, yeah, it's, they're gone now, you know, it's just a, it's a hole you'll never be filled, you know, and it's just, yeah, it, it sucks, you know, because I, I still I, I still think about Courtney, you know, every day I've got a, you know, I got a little memorial, you know, in my office. It's got, a, you know, his pictures, you know, I got some pictures of him and the stuff from his memorial. And, you know, I've got NC, you know, uh, 
coins and memorabilia up there with them, you know, and, you know, and then I, I've added some Alex stuff with it now, you know, and, uh, it's just, it's, it, it, it's, it's still weird to this day, you know, after so many years that, you know, we're 11 years in and, you know, it it's doesn't get any odd easier to see that, Yeah. It's still odd to, to think that, you know, we can't talk to Courtney anymore, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I was talking to my co-host, you know, the other day and, you know, we were just talking about how, you know, I'm, it's like, you know, f- you get to your mid forties and, you know, late, mm. you know, early fifties and stuff like that. And, and it's like, you know, he, he made a comedy goes, man, we're just getting old. And it's like, you don't really mm. even think about it. And, you know, you think about, I, I was reading something earlier and I forget who it was. And they're like, yeah, so-and-so passed at 37. And yeah. I was like, you know, damn, like mm. when you start outliving your friends or your idols or people mm. that, you know, yeah. that you grew up, you know, friends and homies mm-hmm. with, you, you, you almost, we all get caught up in the world of like, you know, with stress mm-hmm. and money and family stuff yeah. and, you know, our careers and stuff. But mm-hmm. we have to remember that it's like, dude, something that's been really important to me is someone, you know, had said, you know, that, that statement, we've all heard it like, Hey, mm-hmm. your, your, your employer is going to have your job posted b- before your funeral. Right. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, as I've gotten older, I've tried, I've tried to just go, you know, like these things that we stress or that I stress, it's like, is it really that big a deal? Like, what if I wasn't even here today? You know, like, you know, Uh, so, so again, you know, to your point, it's like, you know, it's really, it's really tough when, you know, you have friends and and someone like Courtney, I mean, Mm -hmm. dude, like between Courtney and Ernie, like, you know, Courtney was kind of the older school Ernie right. was, you know, you know, came after Courtney, but they they both were, you know, bigger than life, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and same with Alex, you know. Yeah, and Alex, if, yeah. If you knew Alex, Alex in person, was, you yeah. know, or known him, you yeah. know, like some of us did, he that guy, he just, yeah, it. He's a little harsh, but God, you know, it just you couldn't you couldn't help but laugh and smile at that guy, <laughs> you know, because of the way he acted, you know, you know, even just. It, he was just an amazing person in, in his, you know, his willingness to help, you know, people with things and do things for people is just was always amazing, you know, and, and make sure that you're happy. So yeah. and I think Courtney was kind of the same way too, you know, he tried to help everybody he could. Yeah. And know, they had unique uh, positions. Could, so. They had unique yeah. positions. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. Alex yeah. even said that he goes, yo, if I, if I get on somewhere and, you know, mm-hmm. I could pull some guys through to, to go, okay, well, hey, we need a shop manager. We need this. We need that. You know, yeah. his connections to TV and Ryan Fringley right. House and some of that stuff. But uh, you posted, so it's ironic, you had mentioned Courtney's Mazda. You had posted a photo, the Technicolor, and I'll share it. Um, what's kind of cool is, you know, you've got the, the, the topper on it. You know, it's it's got the mm-hmm. Technicolor graphics. But in the background, you said this earlier, fuel, regular yeah, yeah. fuel, 86 oh, yeah. cents, unleaded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was regular gas, and then the yeah. next one up was eighty nine cents, dude. Right. I mean, that's that's yeah, a, that that's was, an era. Yeah, that was our local. That was at our local Seven Eleven right there in town, right off Prospect. Right it looks took, like <laughs> yeah, Prospect, right at the corner of Prospect and uh, Cuyamaca in Santee, and that was kind of we we had a there was a taco shop in that little it was a little corner strip mall. A really tiny thing had a Seven Eleven, had a taco shop, you know everything you, you could ask for. Right, as a mini um, trucker, young yeah, guy. yeah, as a mini trucker, it's everything you could ask for. Taco shop and a Seven Eleven. They go up and you go in and you grab a, a burrito, you know. Um, but that was our thing, you know. We'd go there, you know, almost every weekend. We'd go hang out there for a little bit, 
Um, I'm pretty sure we even got into a fight. Yeah, no, in fact, I know we got into a fight there one time, too. And that was kind of interesting. We thought somebody was going through the 7-Eleven window. I don't even remember how that started, but I remember Courtney being there. Um, we had a few other people, and it was just uh, something Something went off. And I remember Courtney picking up some dude and almost putting him through a window. So um, <laughs> wow. that was a pretty wild, pretty wild moment. Oh, yeah, you just, you know, Courtney's on his way. You don't want to be on his bad side. You know, I think, uh, just, you know, there's a lot of people out there that they're the, the, you know, the silent bear, I guess you could call them, you know, it's, you know, they're always good, but man, you don't want to get that, that one little thing because I've <laughs> never seen Corey like that. I was like, Whoa, dude, he was not happy. Whatever, whatever happened. I, I think we had a guy talking smack or something like that. Did doing something, but yeah, I mean, that's, you have the gas prices and, you know, I mean, we did a lot of cruising back then. That was a lot of fun, you know. We'd go to the beach, go down to Mission Beach, down to the roller coaster, um, down to Mission Bay, and hang out. You know, just you know, it was I think from Santee it was forty minute drive, thirty minute drive, something like that. You know, just hit mm-hmm. the hit the Interstate Eight freeway, and you know, head west, and we get to the beach and go hang out there and cruise. We sometimes we do it on Sundays, you know, and during the day or Saturdays, um, but. Yeah, I mean, we'd hang out in the thrifty parking lot, you know. Um, it just there was a lot of a lot of good cruising back then, you know. We'd uh, our uh, club meetings, you know. Godfather's Pizza was big, you know. We'd have a, have meetings there, and yeah, it's it good just, times. Uh, when you yeah, when, a lot a lot of fun. When you look back at the last twenty five, thirty plus, mm-hmm. you know, you reflect kind of how far the scene has come, you know, like what do you value most or what do you most appreciate about the scene all those years? God, the friendships, of course. Boom. That's it. I just, you just, you just, you can't, I mean, it, I, I, well, I won't call it friendship. I'll call it family. You know, it really is. It is some of the people I've met over the years and, and I, I don't think I've met enough of them, honestly, but you know, because I, I took a break from the scene for a few years here and there a couple times. I you know, I was I was big into it for several years from like eighty seven through about ninety ninety one, right at ninety two. Right. NC started in ninety two and I actually had stopped mini trucking in ninety two and I started racing R C cars. Uh-huh. And I did that for five years. I was full time well, besides working, I was Oh, near full time racing our radio control off road cars. Um, that was a big, big thing for me. And in fact, Jason Pang did that for a while with me too. But I wasn't, I wasn't in the mini truck and scene at all when NC started. And then in '94, I got back into the NC into the mini truck and thing when I bought my brand new S10. And then again, snowball lowering it. Start out with just lowering it. You know, started a club, started doing things. Decided I want to bag it. You know. It, Brian, you know, take it to his shop, get it bagged, mm-hmm. and then, uh, then uh, was that the blue yeah, that one? Last, that was my blue S10. Yeah, the '94, um, which I did all the work on that, all the paint, all the body work, shaving the whole bag. I had a um, well, yeah, uh, the custom back tail then lights. it was, yeah, the custom it was that back then that was the Alter Images um, setup to Steve Nielsen, yeah, um, from Alter Images. Um, that was the combo he you know that was him and i think i guess him and bob were doing things together you know so it was alter images um parts um you you can correct me if i'm wrong i'm not sure how that's that's what i remember yep i think that's what they were kind of combined to do things but that was the alter images whole setup you know 
home on the back. He sent me yeah, that. Oh, the Cali combos. The yeah, I think they were calling uh, The Cali combo. The That's what it was, yeah. And everything, I remember know, seeing yep, that yep. on his VHS tape, yep. and they were calling it the Cali yep. combo, and I was like, yeah, that's what yeah. it's called. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and he sent me taillight fillers, and those taillights weren't even in that pan when I got it. He said I had the, I got the taillights separately, had to install them, everything. So I did that whole thing, shaved the doors on the truck. Yeah, that had those know, badass wheels, Phantom too. Career. I forget the wheels, and they had like a the little hole. Were the their little holes around the middle? They look like Palisade wheels, but they were pretty dope. The I'm trying to think. Um, the ones I had. Okay, so when I first built that truck, and here's this is this is my Allen Paradise story actually. So because you know Allen Paradise was a big influence at the beginning of mini trucking. So after I got that truck, um, somewhere, and I I can't remember how. I got in touch with him. Somehow we started talking mm-hmm. and he sees my truck and he says, Hey, I could use your help, you know, kind of thing mm-hmm. for whatever. I'm not quoting me. Don't quote me on that. But right. Right. He basically, he says, I, you know, Hey, do you want to do some stuff to your truck? I'm like, well, of course I do. <laughs> you know, I stock 15 inch wheels on it. He goes, he goes, I need some, I need a truck for some wheels and I need some other stuff done. You know, here's a, Here's a, you know, take a look at this wheel catalog. I don't remember if he had any catalog or whatever. He goes, tell me what you like in there. Okay. And there's a TSW, TSW wheels. So I found the TSW Evo, which was like a multi-spoke, just, I think it was seven spokes, um, in a 17-inch wheel. It had a it was silver with the blue aluminum center knockoff, you know, yeah, in, the, okay. in the middle. And I said, I like those. And he says, okay, Perfect. So he gets me those with they don't and at the time, you know, this was 90, 90, 1990, late ninety four, early ninety five, something like that. They didn't have TSW didn't have offsets for trucks, you know, not in those wheels. You know. I think TSW had some truck wheels, but nothing that would have been in that style, you know, mini trucker style. They had kind of an off roady kind of wheel. So I said, I like those. And he's like, Okay, so they had to get me something for like a Camaro or a Corvette, so they were way higher offset. Mm-hmm. So they were tucked like way in there, which worked out to an extent, but I had a hard time turning radius because they would rub my lower control arms right, up front. Right, Because the offset, but, yeah. Yeah, because the offset. So I ended up having to run like a 3.8 spacer or something, which helped quite a bit. But he ended up getting me wheels and they called General General Tire, I think it was, and got me a full set of tires on it. So I had some staggers um, on tire size. I had these 17-inch TSWs on there. And then he calls up uh, SFC Sunroof. Um, at the time, um, I don't think it'd be, I don't even know if they're still around, but he says, do you want a sunroof for that thing? I'm like, sure, I'll put a sunroof in it. He goes, all right. And SFC was local up here and he's like, made an appointment for me. He's like, go take the truck over and they're going to put a sunroof in your truck. Okay. Badass. Yeah. So I had a sunroof and put in a little pop-up sunroof in a thing, had wheels on it. I think he got me something else too. I think he got me a tonneau cover for that thing or something, but there's a few things he got for it. And then we had it. To get the Rezo, I think that was in 94, actually, before the end of the year. And then in 90, I think it was Rezo 95, 94, 95 that I took it there. And uh, that was my wife's first run. And she goes, is this the way the runs are? I don't want to go. Because right, it was raining. Wild. It was cold. And no, because Rezo typically is more on the colder side because of the time of year. Yep, yep. In, okay. You know, and being at, and where it's located at is right at the base of, of, of kind of the, Kind of towards closer to the mountains a little bit, so it's usually colder. And it, that year was wet and rainy the whole time, and she's just like, "This sucks." <laughs> and it was just, 
it was, but it was, but we had fun and that, my truck was in a booth for the sunroof company, you know, and then, you know, so Alan really took care of me there. And that was kind of a cool thing, you know, that I hadn't seen him for a couple of years and he's, you know, he sees my truck and was like, Hey, that's a, you know, that's the brand new S10. Let's do some stuff for it. He did a bunch of photo shoots. I have pictures. I have behind the scenes um, photos of him shooting photos. I should, I, I'll get those out. I'll get them to you so you can check them out. But yeah. Him standing on step ladder and he's doing photo shoot in this big empty parking lot and he's shooting my truck and you can see it's just got like a, a four or five drop on it. It's got, you know, the TSW wheels, you can see the sunroof and they're just super clean, you know, it was just a simple truck at the time. It was that it was a sport truck, you know, the, the way I had it built originally, the first the first iteration of that truck. Got it. Um, and then later on is when I went to smaller tires, lowered it more and then bagged it. You know, and went through all that, you know, shaving everything, doors. You know, I did all the body work and paint on it. You know, Brian did the suspension on it. Um, but, uh, you know, just, but then that's where, like I said, I, got, I started getting to the, the friends portion or family portion of these people I've met over the years. You know, you almost always can count on them at some point in your lifetime, again, for stuff, you know, later down the road. You know, so it's always good to, to value that friendship and have that. And, and the people I've met over the years are just amazing. I mean, the, the guys in Arizona are probably some of our closest friends um, besides the local San Diego guys that I, I get with, you know, here and there. And it's, I've known some of these people for close to 30 years and some of them more, you know, yeah, yeah cause... I've, I've known, I've known Jason Pang since 89, you know, I've known, uh, Gendro since the early nineties. So right around 30 years and Sal, you know, um, he talked about Sal. I've known, you know, Sal and, you know, Mike Collins, I, Mike Collins lives right. here in Temecula. So I yeah. see Mike Collins, you know, at all local shows. I just went out to Vegas, um, for, if you were watching, look at my Instagram, I just went out to Vegas, you know, to meet up with Andy Mooring out there from Relax Atmosphere. I did see spend that. a weekend with him, Yep, you know, and, and he and I, Andy and I went over to the show Whiskey Pete's and I said, Hey man, my, my friend Mike's going to be there. So we went and visited Mike and Mike's like, what are you doing here? I came to see you. What do you think? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's just, and some of the people, you know, and it's, it's you when you get to know these, some of these people, you know, a good friendship, you'll, even if you don't see them for a year or two years, it's like you never left, you know, you pick up where you left off and there's nothing better, nothing better feeling than that, than knowing you have friendships like that in family. Um, you I know, and Derek, you know, there's, there's guys out in Arizona, Derek, you know, big D he, you know, he'll come out and he'll be like, Hey, I'm coming out for a weekend. You know, we gotta go to dinner, you know, and we'll get a bunch of us guys from San Diego for dinner, you know, one of our newest members came out from uh, Colorado. Uh, we just saw him like, you know, in Oklahoma, the 30th, and he just got stickered finally. And he, he came out from Colorado, you know, Colorado. And he's like, I'm going to be in town. We need to get to dinner. And we're like, we just saw you like two weeks ago. You want to see us again? <laughs> you know, but we all met up, you know, and down in San Diego, we drove down to San Diego and we all met up and we had a dinner with, you know, uh, four or five members and all the, you know, and all the wives and stuff. So, it was a good time and you know, it's just, it's always good to see, you know, your friends and family. And it was, it's, it's pretty cool when you, when you realize that you've been friends with these people for 20 to 30 years, you know, and you're still friends just like the day you guys met, you know? So yeah, it is that's, interesting. That's probably the biggest thing. And, you know, I mean, and, and unfortunately, you know, with Courtney being gone, you know, that's, that's a tough one to, 
uh, to deal with. But I, you know, I talked to his mom, you know, Maggie, um, here and there. And she's, she's definitely, she's the mama of the group for sure for a lot of us. And, you know, she, she treats, she treats my son like, you know, like it's her grandchild, you know, yeah, yeah. And like he's, like he's her grandchild, you know, and, and just about anybody else, you know, that has kids too, uh, you know, she probably does the same, you know, and she's, she's an amazing woman that, you know, to, to hang out with. It's just, it's, and I see where Courtney, you know, got some of his personality from for sure. So, yeah, for sure. And that's the cool thing, you know, mini trucking, it's a big family, you know, obviously there's clubs, you know, you're a proud member of negative mm-hmm. camper. We've established that. Yep. And you know, there's a lot yes. of good people. I'm in ST been in there a long time and, you know, a lot of good kinfolk there. And mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's, uh, it's crazy that we've been doing this stuff as long as we have, and right. we still enjoy doing it. And the people, mm-hmm. you know, you get together with kinfolk. I know, you know, Severed and NC just celebrated, you know, their their 30th anniversary. Right. You guys had your big blowout at Slambury mm-hmm. and stuff. And oh, yeah. it's, um, it's badass. But, dude, it's, yeah. I mean, we, we've really covered a lot, dude. I mean, you talk yeah. about, you know, the early days and, and rest in peace, Alex and, mm-hmm. and Courtney. And you talk about, you know, so many different things, even the, the time that you kind of spent there at brand X with Alex. And then of yeah. course, Genro kind of there as well. But man, mm-hmm. is there anything else that maybe we, uh, we didn't touch upon that you wanted to quick break for podcast identification. You're listening to our lifestyle podcast, also known as OLP. We want to thank our title sponsor, custom car show productions. Their flagship event is Biloxi, Mississippi, June, 2023. It's going to be the 21st annual. Come on out, gallivant down to Biloxi, it's right there on the coast, and you will have a damn good time. Scrapinthecoast.com, S-C-R-A-P-I-N, thecoast.com. Back to the interview already in progress. Well, there's, there's too much to touch on. There's, there's <laughs> so much There is so much out there. I mean, like I said, some, the people I've met, and you know, just uh, yeah, it's it, just been a fun road. You know, and I, I you know, there's, like I said, there's, there's some people that I wish I would have spent more time with like Courtney, you know, right before he passed, you know, I, he was up in LA and I was down here and I wasn't doing a whole lot of mini truck stuff. So, you know, we, you know, text once in a while, Hey, what are you doing? You know, or, you know, his typical thing. And I, I know he's had quite a few, quite a few other people probably attest to it. He, hey, what are you wearing? You know, that was his, that was his thing. What you wearing? And he made a few <laughs> impromptu phone. I tell you what, he, you know, he made some impromptu phone calls here and there. Um, during some alone time, uh, if you know what I mean, yep. with, uh, with some other people. He always, for some reason, he'd call at the wrong time. I'm like, why are you calling right now? You know, and just my wife would be like, is that corny again? Yep. How does he call every time? <laughs> he knows. Know. He knew. He just knows. But, you know, it's just, it just that, that's, you know, just for whatever reason, I don't know what it was. He, he did it several times. And it's like, how do you? And you just laugh. And I'm like, how do you do that? You know, was, <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, just pure luck, I guess. But, uh, you yeah. know, and, and I know he, I know he's still, live, I know he's still with us and, and he's still watching us and, you know, and uh, he, he, he throws up his, you know, he lets us know he's there sometimes, you know, and, um, yeah, oh, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you this one quick story. One last story. Sure. Um, it actually has to do with Courtney um, after he passed and it was, his house, um, they had cleaned out his house and stuff. And, um, I had to go pick up a couple things, um, from Maggie down over at the house, um, that he had had, 
And my wife and I and uh, my son went up there uh, to meet up with her. And we, we pulled up and we're pulling down the driveway of the house. And um, I didn't know, you know where she was at, but I saw the garage door open. Um, and the, the garage door, the garage was actually kind of above the house and separate from it. And that's where he kept uh, his uh, all his truck and his tools and everything like that. his trucks, uh, Kirby and and uh, stuff up there. And uh, I pulled up and I had the windows down on our car and I pulled up and I stopped, turned it off and I got open the door and there was no sound. I, just, I remember definitively there was it was quiet. But then all of a sudden the radio kicks on coming from the garage and it's the song simple man by Leonard Skinner, which mm. is if you've seen his memorial video, that's the song that gets played during it. Mm. And that's a, like a, a huge song for us, uh, for, you know, for listening to, and, and we hear that and other people had it happen where it just comes on at impromptu moments and it came on and I was like, I look up at the garage and I'm like, well, that's crazy. And I said, told my wife, I said, do you hear that? She goes, what? I was, listen. And she's like, oh, I'm like, that just came on just now. So I walk up there thinking, well, maybe Maggie's up there. And she wasn't. There was nobody in the garage at all. Mm. And I looked down at the house, and here she comes walking out of the house. I'm like, hey, come here. And she's like, what? I'm like, listen to the song. And she's like, you turn that on? I said, no. And you can just see, you know, the, you just see it in her eyes. It was just like, holy shit, he's watching us, you know? And it was just, man, I tell you what, it was like my hair on my arms was standing up when it happened. I was just like, what the hell just happened? Because there was nothing on the radio when we pulled up. She goes, there wasn't. I said, there was, it was dead silent. I got out of the car and then it came on. She's like, wow, that was weird. And it was just, that's one of those, you know, another one of those stories. It's just, he, he's there. He knows, you know, you know, and it was just. Yeah, it's a. You can't explain it. It was weird. Yeah, you can't. And I know there's a little connection to my dad and maybe that being the last song that he listened to. And mm -hmm. it's weird that when you said that, it, it made me think that, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. My dad used to say how music it it really ties into society and and just mm -hmm. you know a song can bring back nostalgia but it can also yep. re remind you of someone you know and um it's just crazy how that is dude but yeah it's it's a, it's really unfortunate you know a lot of people are are fortunate enough to live these you know these long lives you know my my wife's grandfather he's 92 and he still drives around he's got his wow BMW little SUV and, um, you know, he's just cruising around, just doing his own thing. I think he actually has a Cadillac now. When he got the BMW, he's like, yeah, this will be the last car I ever buy. And we're like, don't say that, Gramps. And next thing you know, a couple years goes by, and he goes, ah, I traded it in. I wanted the Cadillac back. And, oh. dude, dr drives around and, you know, you know, hangs out with his friends. He's 92. And I thought to oh, myself, you know, like, I hope I could do like half the stuff that Gramps can do, you know, when, right. you know, like I'm thinking, man, you know, when I get to 80, what am I going to be doing watching freaking, you know, wheel of fortune all day or some shit. But then you have other people that, that, you know, make it to 20, 25, 30, 35, right. you know, if you're lucky 40 and, and then it's just like, you know, you think back and you're like, man, I can't, 
can't talk to those people, you know, like I used to. And I think that's something that, that I've tried to also just absorb and learn is that, you know, like if you do want to hang out with someone or, you know, if someone does mean a lot to you, you know, we all know we've lost some people and we go, damn, I wish I could have hung out with them again. It's like, you almost have to, you almost have to just like, be like, you know what? I want to go hang out with so-and-so, you know, or make time. Like, you know, we're going to try to get some people together a little bit more next year for local stuff, you know, uh, just to get together and, and, you know, hang out, you know, and I think that's important. So it is crazy how, um, how those little signs kind of come back, you know, but, um, I appreciate you sharing yeah. that, dude. I really do. And, you know, to all the NC guys out there, no you problem. know, many of you have been, you know, willing to come on and share awesome stories about great people like Alex, you know, like Courtney and so many others that we've uh, lost. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where it just blows my mind each year that we're losing so many great people. So we got to give them their flowers, so to speak, while they're here, you know. Yeah. But uh, why don't you give your yeah. wife and son a shout out? Oh, do I have to? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course I do. No, I couldn't. You know what? I it's like I said before earlier. She's she's been a huge, huge supporter. You know of this whole ride with you know in the in the scene. You know over the years and and just just an amazing uh, person to be able to put up with it. I mean, and anybody that's in the club that has met her knows. You know, she's one of us. I mean, she had. You know, we built her, I, I built her bag Civic, you know, and we'd roll around in my S10 and she got her bag Civic, you know, and the guys treat her like she was, you know, part of the club, you know, back then. And, and she's uh, been a part of a lot of the NC Christmas parties out here and, uh, you know, helping, uh, you know, uh, run them and put them on and, and stuff like that over the years that when we had, you know, we were having them all the time and in you know, my kid is a chip off the block. You know, he, you know, I, we have a, we actually have a square body S10 for him. You know, he's 13, but Hell's truck, yeah. you know, sitting off to the side waiting and parked in my neighbor's driveway right now. So eventually, you know, we might get to that. And That's he, awesome. he's, he, he, he loves, he loves mini trucks, you know, but he loves all kinds of cars. He's, he's, he, he's he, a car you know, kid. He's, he's not a car guy. He's a car kid. He, he loves, you know, he sees a Lamborghini or, you know, he, he can name off. He's like me when I was his age. You know, I could name off any kind of car rolling down the road. Driving most, down the road. Back then, yeah. it was, back then it was 55 to 57 Chevys, you know, Impalas, you know, uh, Mercs, you know, 49 to 51 Mercs and stuff like that and 32 Roadsters. Now he's like 2022 him is, Kia him is, hybrid. Him is, <laughs> him, yeah, him is it's it's the, you know, Bugatti Veyron you know, Lamborghinis, you know, and he knows which Lamborghini it is, you know, because they got the Aventador, the Countach, the, you know, all these, and he knows, he can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that looks like that's the Aventador, or, you know, or whatever, you know, uh, just all these, you know, and I kind of know him, you know, I go, oh, God, I know that's a Lamborghini, but I couldn't tell because I don't keep up with him, but, you know, oh, that's a Ferrari, you know, and he, he's, he plays his need for speed, and he builds cars on there, and, you know, he, I mean, he just loves it. He knows and more than funny I know. Because, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because he, you know, he's he plugs into his music, you know, and I listen to a lot of, a lot of different music, you know, music, and that's, you know, for me, I'll listen to everything from the 50s, you know, rock and roll to uh, rockabilly, you know, I listen to some classic rock, I listen to, uh, you know, uh, old school rap, 
you know, I don't listen to a lot of new rap, you know, I do right, listen to old Eminem, but, but, you know, uh, mostly old school. I just, I have been listening. In fact, on the way, on the way home from work today, I was listening to DJ Magic Mice. So a lot of bass explosion type stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, so, you know, but he, it's weird. He, he likes all kinds of music like me, but lately he's been listening to a lot of like, I'm talking classic rock. Like we're talking Led Zeppelin, um, you know, Rolling Stones. He loves, you know, uh, some of the, some of the Rolling Stones songs, you know, but he bounces around too. Sometimes you'll, next thing you know, he'll be listening to some newer rap stuff, you know, and it just amazes me that, you know, 13 years old and, you know, I don't listen to Rolling Stones, but all of a sudden, you know, he's listening to Rolling Stones. Like, you know, I see a red door and I want to paint it black. And he loves that song. You know, <laughs> I'm great. like, where did you, where do you get that from? So I don't, I just like it. Okay, cool. You know, I don't mind it. You know, I think it's awesome that he likes that kind of stuff, you know, and he really, you know, my wife's always called him, you know, that told him, you know, so that he's my mini me, you know, he's acts like me, walks like me, you know, says things like me. He's hilarious, you know, and it's just fun to, you know, it's fun to hang out. You know, he likes going to car shows with me, you know, and he, he took the road trip to Oklahoma with us for the 30th. You know, he's That's like, we're awesome. going to drive. I'm like, hell, oh, trust me, you're going to love it. You know, we stopped at Cadillac Ranch on the way out, you know, and, you know, it, we had a, we had a blast, you know, and he loved looking at the stuff and you know, he likes making little short videos and, and stuff like that. So he, he had a blast looking at all the cars and stuff and he wears his MC shirts with pride, you know, he wears them to school and wears his, you know, he, he loves it. He's turning into sneakerhead right now. But that's you know, he likes those uh, Nikes and the Jordans and you know expensive habits. He can name off. Yeah, don't trust me. I know. <laughs> you yeah, I know. I'm like, how much are those shoes? But no, but, you're not those. but old school BMX <laughs> shoes, yeah. cars, trucks. It's all it's all an yeah. addiction. It's all money. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, it, it really is. But he, so he yeah, but you know, I, no, I can't I can't think you know my wife and, and him more, you know, anymore. It's just, it's without them, you know, it wouldn't be as fun as it is. You know, I don't want to go to these things by myself all the time. You know, I mean, yeah, I got my other friends and family there, but having them there, I love having them there because it's, you know, they're, they're like, they're part of it, you know, and, and they're treated, you know, like family by, you know, all these people, the mini truck and, you know, community really, you know, it's a big family, you know, and everybody, you know, the majority of the people are very respectful of it and, and, and knows what it's like. And you see a lot of kids now, you know, at these things, you know, where the, where the parents bring their kids to these, you know? And so it's, it's, it's fun to see when, when the kids are involved and, and enjoy the scene, you know? Hell yeah, brother. Well, like I said, so, it's been, it's been a pleasure sitting down with you. Cool. Salute to NC worldwide. And, you know, salute to your family and uh, just keep doing what you do, man. And hopefully we'll get a chance to link up uh, at a show, whether yeah. it's out west or, you know, somewhere oh, yeah. in the middle this coming year. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I, I, let me, I'm trying to get that OBS done so so I can take it to a few shows and uh, get, it, get it cruising here. I got I to gotta get that thing done soon. So I've been itching to drive it. And I know I got some, some, some people are, like, bugging me, like, when are you going to get that thing done? It's coming. I promise. <laughs> well, uh, stay the course, man. And uh, Steve, yep. appreciate you. Uh, everyone go on uh, Facebook or Instagram, type in Steve Butts. 
and you can find him on there. Again, we gave out his Instagram earlier. Check him out and show him some love. Yeah, I appreciate it, dude, and Lord willing, we'll have sure. another episode next week, man. Any last words? No, I appreciate you having me on. I, you know, I, I, I mentioned I'm, for me to be on here is kind of uh, surreal. You know, I'm not, I haven't been one of those, uh, talking to you person. know, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fall into the category of like Alex and Courtney and, and some of these guys have had, you know, been in that scene, but you know, I've been around for a long time and, you know, I've, I've, I've been with these guys for a long time and, and known a lot of, of what they've done and, and kind of know the inside. So I appreciate you um, giving me a chance to kind of uh, show a little different side of some of that stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. It's a good trip down memory lane. And like I said, we appreciate you and uh, keep doing what you do and have a, a safe cool. holiday season, brother. Uh, thanks, man. I really appreciate you. you do the same and everybody out there stay safe, have fun and have a great holiday. Let's keep it going. <laughs>